Welcome back, everyone. This is the Prepared Mindset Podcast, and it is our final episode of 2023. I know it is hard to believe we are already there. The year has been crazy, you know, and time seems to move oddly. Sometimes it moves fast and slow around the holiday season. Just There's so much going on, and then some weeks it feels like there's nothing going on, and uh, I can't believe it. Yesterday, at the time of this recording, anyway, yesterday was Christmas, so hopefully all of you guys listening, you had the opportunity to take a Monday off of work, spend time with your family or close friends, exchange some gifts, have a good meal together, uh, watch some football maybe, uh, or even Christmas Eve. Hell, I watched my Lions clinch its uh, clinch their first division championship since I was like three years old in 1993. It's 30 years, crazy. Um, and I know that's not everybody's cup of tea, but it made it a very special Christmas in my family's, uh, my my household and my parents' household, as we are all you know, lifelong fans, but uh, it, it's been a tremendous year. Uh, there's certainly been some ups, there's certainly been some downs, and if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, uh, or at least a couple years or something here, right, because this is, we're actually coming up on four years, believe it or not, uh, you know that we try to, anyway, do a yearly wrap-up episode uh, where we talk about, <clears throat> you know, the goods, the bads, things that have happened, things we're thankful for, what we're looking forward to in in the next calendar year with 2024 basically being about a week away <coughs> excuse me and uh this is an opportunity not only for me to talk about some of those things but also join josh here and uh, as he's going through some life-changing uh events as he's dealing with some things on his you know side of things with his family growing and his holiday and us coming together this year to train and we took some trips like there's there's a whole bunch to get into and you know talk about and share with you guys that maybe you know you haven't heard before uh we obviously can't we can't share everything. Some of it would be in poor taste. Some of it would be, uh, you know, just flat out, you know, stupid. So we can't share everything that happened, uh, and we can't share everything that happened behind the scenes. But certainly going to do my best to share with you guys what went on through the year. Kind of do like a, a recap and, and a nice discussion about everything that went on. We'll probably talk some some current event stuff or political events throughout the year, as well as looking forward, right? Um, get into all of that. It should be a really, really cool discussion. I love doing these because it's a time to reflect on the last 12 months and things that happened, you know, even six months ago, right? They feel like, like a whole other lifetime ago. Things just feel so different, right? Six months ago, we were in the middle of June and, you know, we were waiting for the 90 degree weather to spike here in Michigan and stuff. And now we're uh, in the end of December and oddly, we're getting ready to set probably a record high. Uh, it's like 58 degrees is like the high here today in Michigan. It is absolutely insane. We definitely did not have any snow. Uh, it, oddly, two months ago when we had Halloween roll through, the high was like 28 that evening and we had snow. But, you know, Christmas and the day after now, we are in the high 50s. It's crazy. Uh, the weather here in Michigan is very ridiculous. But uh, at any rate, <clears throat> we're going to get into a whole bunch of good stuff. And before I jump over to that, one last big thank you to our Patreon patrons. Guys, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod. You can get it through our link tree on Instagram if you prefer that. Go on over to the Patreon page. Check out everything we got going on there. We got videos, uh, blog posts, 
uh, we got targets, we have drills, all kinds of good stuff. And we're pushing into 2024, working on even more of that content for all of our Patreon supporters. And sometimes even some really awesome gifts from some of the really cool companies that we get to partner with. So who knows, head over to patreon.com, check it out. And if you guys want to support the prepared mindset, that is probably one of the best ways you can do it. Or you can head on over to our Spreadshirt uh, storefront. You can get that at our link tree as well and go pick up a t-shirt, a hat. Uh, A little bit of that comes back to us. Not very much, but uh, it is cool to be able to offer you guys some merch, finally, some coffee cups, stuff like that. And, you know, any kind of support for us, whether you're just rocking the shirt or whatnot, is tremendous. And we are so thankful for all of it. But I have to say, especially, that we are thankful for being able to work with some pretty cool partners in the space, in the community, in the the industry, if you will, and have to start off by saying a big, big thank you to our friends over at Custom Night Vision. You guys, if you are looking to get into night vision, if you are looking at options for getting into night vision, I implore you, (laughs) I suggest you head on over to customnightvision.com and look around. Look at what they have in stock. Look at what they have to offer. And then by all means, go check out some other companies and compare the selection, compare the pricing, compare the support, compare the options. Customnightvision.com does an absolutely outstanding job of you know, providing you guys with options as well as an insight chat function for support. So if you have questions on, you know, I don't know what's better, a PVS 14 uh, or, or a Tonto housing, uh, are Carson optics, you know, are they, are those okay? Am I really going to see a big disadvantage if I'm using green phosphor or white phosphor? I don't know. They're there to give you guys the most enjoyable and most transparent purchasing experience regardless of your level of experience with night vision. There's tons and tons of questions and a lot, so much of what you guys will see, hear, and read is opinion-driven. The guys at Custom do a great job at just giving you the facts and trying to help you make a well-informed decision. Whether, like I said, you're looking at a Tonto housing or a PVS-14, right? A single tube for your very first setup as you're stepping into night vision, or you're looking at dual tubes uh, like some BNVDs, some Katanas, some RNVGs, whatever you guys are looking for, and they make sure that they have images uploaded of all of these tubes that you can order. So before you go ahead and, you know, punch in all that credit card information, you can see that you're getting a good quality optic. You're not getting a bunch of blems and spots. And if you're cool with that, then fine. Maybe you save a couple of bucks, but if not, you get to pick what tubes you want to be looking through when you order your optics. And maybe you already got the night vision. Maybe you're looking to upgrade your helmet. They have OpsCore and Team Wendy helmets, both ballistic and bump available on the website. They have laser units from Steiner and BE Myers. They they offer optics and mounts and flashlights and so much more. You guys head on over to customnightvision.com and check it out for yourself today. Also, hrttacticalgear.com. Guys, they are running their after Christmas sale right now. So if you're listening to this, uh, you know, but it's not January 1st yet. Head over to the website, man. Pick up some uh, free shipping. They got a lot of stuff still on sale from the holiday season. So whether it's something little, I was just talking with Josh uh, the other day about the Velcro shear holders that can go into your placard, uh, your mag holders and things, or you're looking for a placard, a back panel, or hell, even a whole new plate carrier. Guys, head on over to hrttacticalgear.com. We just had Chris Poindexter from HRT on a couple weeks ago. They're an outstanding company, and they are making some really, really cool gear, you guys. I'm actually very excited. Uh, We're just a couple weeks away now from SHOT Show in Las Vegas, about a month, actually. And he already teased they have some new pouches and some new things for their arc belt, which I've been running for a couple months now and absolutely love. 
they're just, I love the innovation behind the products and I find them very easy and intuitive to use. You guys can go check them out. It's hrttacticalgear.com and go pick some gear up for yourself today. And finally, thank you to the guys over at 100 Concepts. If you guys haven't been keeping up on social media, they're actually running some after Christmas sales. Uh, they've got some new products they released uh, a couple months ago, right? They released their Pro Scope Caps, their Sling Hook 2.0 is out, and then now they're getting ready to release their, or they already did release actually, their Paracord Sling Attachment Device, which is really awesome for you guys that run Paracord Slings. I know like the Frank Proctor Sling and things. You guys can head over to 100concepts.com, check out everything they have. They have a bunch of stuff on sale right now. Now they're actually trying to move as much out as they can before the new year so that they can build up some capital and push out some incredible new products to you guys, including their night vision caps, which I know several of us are eagerly anticipating and waiting on for those to become available. And if you can't find them at 100 Concepts, you can head on over to uh, sites like T-Rex Arms, uh, Big Tech's Ordnance. A lot of places are carrying the 100 Concepts gear. It's absolutely outstanding for the price point, and it solves a problems that all of us have if you run a weapon light or an optic that you know you need to kill the reflection on great company and their motto is do good be dangerous live free go help those guys out go support you know garrett jonah and pierce and all the awesome work and development that they're doing 100concepts.com man uh it's almost it's kind of surreal it's kind of it's kind of weird you know getting to this episode, knowing that the next time I record, it will definitely be in 2024, knowing that this is how we're going to kind of round out the year a bit. So I'm looking forward to this discussion. Uh, I don't even know. We have not rehearsed this. We have not talked through what we want to like touch on and stuff. So probably going to get into a whole bunch of stuff um, and, and probably let you guys in on a few things you weren't aware of. So if you're a big follower of the podcast, I know several of you guys have reached out and you have questions about what goes on behind the scenes. How do you guys do this stuff? Uh, how do you pick your guests? Are you bringing on anybody new next year? Uh, we'll get into plenty of that, I'm sure, um, as well as sharing some stories about why we decided not to do certain things and all kinds of good stuff, man. It's going to be great. I'm going to go ahead and jump on over to uh, me and Josh here talking about wrapping up 2023. Here we go, guys. So, uh, 2023, uh, T minus <laughs> five days, I think it was, we got like, yeah, I mean, less than a week, right? Cause, uh, today's Tuesday. So yeah, six days until, yeah. well, five days left in the year, six days till the official first day of 2024. Um, it's been crazy. Uh, and I feel like I said, I've said that like the last two years when I do these episodes, but this year actually has been, uh, it's, it's been crazy. We've had some really cool stuff happen. It did not start off as a good year. I I wouldn't think, um, not necessarily in, in like what this podcast was doing, but I'll say for like me as a i guess us you and i as like people outside of the podcast it was a really weird experience like that was when we uh, was it february january or february when we first got together and first met yep i think um yeah i want to say early february let me go back and as you yeah. talk i'll see if that's yeah, we, or not. i have a picture that i remember we got together about when we all got together yeah, because we all got together, a group of us. We I think we connected over like one of the Josh Lowry posts, and a lot of you guys have probably heard this this story together. Um, got together, went out and had uh, a couple of beers and some food, appetizers, whatever. Nothing like crazy. I think there was what ten of us that night, eight of us. 
Sounds about right. Yeah, close to 10. Yeah, eight or 10. And from that get together, four of us got together, right? So I know you were there, uh, Randy was there, Steve and I. There were a couple other dudes um, who we didn't end up really, I think, mostly it was geographical, I'll say, yeah. that we just weren't able to connect with. Um, some was like, a, a, I'll say, was an, a misalignment of uh, ideologies, I guess is probably the nicest way we can put a couple of those, right? Um, you know, some people were, and, and that's part of the process. Like, I don't think any of us had been through something like that before. Uh Everybody was making all those dumb jokes about like, gonna make sure nobody's a fed and like, haha, but come on, like, seriously, you just want to make sure that you're not going to get shot in the ass while you're training with somebody, I think was our biggest concern. Yeah. Uh, there were a couple people that I were genuinely, I thought maybe unsafe or whatever that we just didn't, uh, most of it was geographic though. Honestly, I like, was going to say majority of it, like we, we broke off. I think we started our side group chat, which is now kind of our primary of just like, Hey, we got all these guys in the lower mitten of Michigan mm-hmm. that we can kind of be connected with. That's cool. But let's try to prior- prioritize on the dudes that are within an hour away, which yeah. more like 45 minutes or so. Um, I think mm-hmm. all of us are from each other. So that's where we wanted to prioritize. And um, I'd, I'd say it worked out. Well, and and I think we kind of made the assessment and then, maybe like a group decision to because like the group chat at the time that we had started was uh it was almost a 20 people like it got big itself to where where there was no there wasn't um there wasn't a lot really going on besides lots of memes and it degenerated a a a lot lots of people just stopped contributing because like especially in a social media group chat it's just not a good place to organize conversation after the Hi, my name is Josh. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, um, yeah. You see, guys go to Telegram or Discord, and or yeah, whatever. and if there was an attempt. Enough. There was an attempt to move over to Telegram, I think. Um, and basically, there was one person who kind of spoiled it for the bunch. Um, who decided that it, I mean, he's. I'm not going to name names, but somebody else who does their own thing who. I uh, had what I would consider to be some fairly radical uh, opinions and how to deal with people, which we didn't appreciate. And I'll leave it at that. But then the four of us decided we were going to start like a separate chat. <clears throat> and then shortly thereafter, got got together and went through our first uh, training. Uh, I'm not going to call it a training exercise because it really wasn't. You know, we started very simple. Hey, man, let's yeah. get together at... Think, you know, you know, go get to Steve's house. He's got some land. We'll we'll shoot a little bit, and we'll just uh, see how everybody is. You know, kind of get a feel for where yep. everyone's Bunch at. Muzzles and draws. Make sure nobody's going to shoot their foot off. Mm-hmm. So we didn't do a whole yeah. lot that first day. I mean, no, we, we I mean, I, sh- I shot less than a mag, I think, which is something mm-hmm. I actually appreciated when we first started training together. Is because there was four or five of us. Um pretty low round count day and you were able to rep it out and um having one guy go at a time gives you constructive criticism and um just input guys that want to help each other get better um and then you're saving money too because they're not spending three hours at the range firing 300 rounds yeah just shooting for the sake of shooting it and not knowing i love doing that if i had more ammo i would do that more i used to but um 
no one has you end money up doing money. build drills for an hour and uh it gets expensive yeah it, it's not not always the most constructive way and especially uh some of us had had more things to fix than others um everybody we found out right like everybody had something different they should be working on too so we kind of got like that first get together mm-hmm. maybe the first two get togethers were and maybe this is helpful for some of you guys listening like they were just getting a read on skill level yeah but also on <clears throat> like determining like every, like everyone has different ways they want to do certain things right like i remember the second different time passions yeah different interests in types of training and yeah i mean like the second time we got together we did low light shooting i remember one of the first i don't i'm not going to call an argument because that really wasn't that but Mm -hmm. uh just like hey um when you're moving from point a to point b do you leave your weapon light on or do you leave or or do you make the the point to turn it off right that was one of our first like i don't even uh, remember that points of discussion yeah i remember it uh very clearly because i was like you know, it was Robert, our first Robert, real, I mean, I, I was, uh, I mean, my, yes, I think you and I were pretty uh, in line with the opinion that you, you should be turning it off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but we had the discussion that, that's what I was like really yeah. excited about was, right. Hey man, we have somebody here who has a different opinion than that and had at least some amount of experience and some way to, to try and counter that with their own opinion. Like I like, you know, this and here's why. Um, and that's cool. You know what I mean? Like I was just excited that we were actually having that dialogue and like, Hey, let's, let's try this. Let's try this. Uh, from a learning perspective, like that was the kind of thing I was like really looking forward to starting to train with a a dedicated set of dudes, you know, hearing, because that's one of the things I don't, I didn't want, I didn't want to get together with people and I'm sure you were the same. Like, I don't want to just sit here and go, well, how do you want to execute on this? Oh, I don't care whatever you want. Like, I'm not looking for, you know, a yes, man. I'm looking for like to you know, challenge me, you know, tell me your way is maybe not right. Yeah. Uh, here's a different way. Have you thought of this? Well, here's my experience, whether it's military law enforcement, shooting competition, you know, whatever. And then from there, we kind of can form that idea or opinion that are, are, and I don't want to call it like a T a TTP or whatever, or, uh, but, but you know what I mean? Like we start, you start to work those things out and you adopt some changes uh, or sometimes you just reaffirm that what you're doing is right. But that was mm-hmm. probably one of like, and that was uh what? I think it was like April. I think it was like end of April. Is that the light shoot? Yeah. Yeah, that was April. That was yeah, our that, second time uh, getting together. I looked mm-hmm. at my phone too. We got the second week. So it was like the second weekend of February is when we all got together and met. Yeah. So in so, uh, and we because like the that, the but. connection started yeah digitally in like January mm-hmm. timeframe maybe uh can't remember if it was I think it was after Christmas maybe December I can't remember I don't know I'm and, not trying to scroll all the way up and see but no <laughs> well and uh, the that that uh, that night shoot was our first time getting together and realizing like you had night vision I had night vision yep. and I think Steve did at that time he too had just gotten it yep because I remember yep. we did a little walk walk around and then I, I was talking about adjusting your tube and then he realized because he for less than a week had had his PBS 14 and mm-hmm. I talked about gain control and he touched his gain knob and he was like oh my god yep <laughs> like right after yeah. we had been done walking around he realized that his gain was almost all the way down so when he turned it up he finally had that moment of oh I have a superpower that like that additional um, clarity yeah yeah that was cool I mean we I didn't like, know oh, you yeah. know I mean uh, starting oh, no. the- I'm not talking shit it was, a, it was no. just a good time 
it's crazy to kind of see the growth though, you know, like, cause we've done a bunch of low light stuff since then. We, I mean, dude, shit. When I started 2023, you know, I didn't even, uh, I didn't have a J arm yet. Like my PBS 14, I ordered, I had my night vision. I'd gotten a PBS 14 last black Friday and I already had a helmet. And one of my brother, one of my brothers got me, uh, a knockoff Wilcox, uh, out for for Christmas. And I was like, all right, I'm going to hold off and see if anybody else takes the hint and gets like, I didn't even care. Noise fighters, J arm, a mill spot, whatever. So I coming into 2023 because I think I ordered mine through TNVC. They were closed until after the first of the year. So coming into 23, I didn't even have uh, a fully functioning night vision setup yet. Mm. Um, and I had no idea what I was doing. I knew that I got like an Elbit XLSH tube was like, I think I saw it on a post. Uh, I think it was like Christian Guzman or Josh Lowry or both of them, whatever. They're like, oh yeah, you know, you know, be your your capability will be like so much more, you know, vast if you just invest in night vision, even a single tube, you know, low end Elbit model or something. And I was like, okay, that's what, like I have arrived. <laughs> yes, I'd like, I am all that is man because I can see in the dark and I have no <laughs> idea what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> Still can't walk, but I can see. Yeah. Yeah, that that took a that took like getting decent. I'm, I don't even think I'm good at it yet, but like even getting decent at like spotting terrain and shit with night vision was yeah. like probably one of the biggest growth points I think I've had this year. As dumb as that is to say for people that that don't have night vision and think it's easy, mm-hmm. it is a learning curve unlike anything you'll probably experience in anything else. Uh, it's just very goofy because everything looks. I mean, it's like flat. watching black and white. Yeah, everything looks flat because it is. It's a flat yeah. image imposed in front of your eyeball. And it's like watching a black and white movie. You don't have everything it. closer is blurrier, which yeah. takes a little getting used to. Yeah. Um, that definition just isn't, it's not the same as what, you, when you're looking with your naked eye. Cause I remember we went to HCA, you know, in mm-hmm. September we were walking around. Dude. And I remember I flipped up my, uh, at that point I had binos and I flipped up my, my tubes and just look around and it was pitch black, dude. I was like, there is a no- different kind of dark over there in Pennsylvania oh, with no moon. Yet there was no moon out. We were in a valley. There was nothing short of like a couple like weird running lights or like lanterns at the campsite that we were like, I don't know, <laughs> three or 500 yards from. Yeah. So I'm like, oh shit, it is dark as hell out here. And like, so you yeah. can't even like look under your tubes when it's like that to, to try and spot stuff. Um, that was interesting. That was a big mm-hmm. curve for sure. And you, you can only get better at it just by continuing to do it. Well, it doesn't require any ammo either. People like want to no, like no. That's that's the best part. Yeah, it's free. It's once, you, once you get it, it's free. <laughs> so I guess is it free? Huh? But um, yeah. No, I I started to get more comfortable under nods. Basically, just being forced into it during military live fires and whatnot. There was one um, squad live fire that we did that we had to run down a hill, a pretty steep hill, and then jump into a trench and clear the trench while the other team was firing like support mm-hmm. by fire covering us and did it a couple times in the day. And then boom, I'm in at night with a shitty beat up PVS 14 <laughs> with like probably some of the worst specs that anybody that it's different when you're buying them. Right. Cause you're so anal about your specs, but then the military ones that have been thrown and hit by stuff, the thing had so many blems and whatnot, but like just, all right, I'm not going to, I don't want to break my ankle or anything. So I just, and I had a saw. <laughs> Oh, you had 49. Yeah. Dude. So I'm like, I'm just, I'm just booked. I just sent it. And uh, you just start to, like we explained when we were 
uh, the last time, one of the last times we were out under nods is you're just, you're learning to feel with your feet, mm-hmm. kind of see with your feet and just kind of, it's like walking with your eyes closed if you think about it. Um, and you're just more you aware of so what's under much, you and feeling yeah, the terrain. So much more aware of yeah what your feet and your you start legs to not even about. think. Of, yeah, you start to not really think about it after a while. Um, so, and if you've never like if you're not used to walking around in the woods or not necessarily flat ground in general, then it's a more of a learning curve because that in in and of itself is is different, which people might not really realize. Being quiet while you're walking in the woods is something that a skill that I actually lost because I grew up playing in the woods mm-hmm. and then as an adult going back to it and hiking around, I'm like, wow, I am so loud right now. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it's slower, right? When you're trying to be quiet, it is slower. Yep. When you're trying to be, when you're trying to move under nods, it's slower. When you're trying to do yep. both at the same time, it's slower. So we start to, and that was one of the things that we that most of us, I think for the first time uh, started getting exposure to was uh, small unit movements and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the, the, the fundamental building blocks to that, um, you know, you and, you and Randy were able to share quite a bit about that from your respective times, right. And him and, and then the Marines, right. And you in the army yeah. and like, it's just one of those things like, oh, you're gonna move slower. And you're like, oh, that's not a big deal until you actually put it that, that, like that statement into context and you're like oh mm-hmm. well you're supposed to be holding up a form and uh moving with as a formation with three other or five other guys or whatever or two other guys whatever you're doing and then you start to understand that pacing becomes a real issue because mm-hmm. what it could potentially lead to as, in terms of problems um and obviously we weren't getting shot at we weren't like you know but like it, it was pretty simple you were like all right this is a wedge you want about this much space between you and don't let that open up because then you're going to lose the guy in front of you because it's dark out. And yeah. that is a realistic issue when you're like, we, I think we went out <laughs> a couple times on like state land where it was like, I don't know this. Like, it's not like my backyard. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to walk until I hit a fence and walk back or something. Like it's, you can, you can generally get genuinely get lost or fall into a river <laughs> or something. And then you're really fucked. Um, so all that becomes way, way more important. When you figure that out, that was a huge thing. Um, I like, I was not a big, like, small unit tactics person. Like, I, yeah. I, I, I like it a lot more now. <laughs> I like it a lot more now than when we started. I was not like wanting to go out into the woods and do that shit. I was just very, yeah. uh, I think a lot of guys get turned off to it because they don't like, I don't want to go play in the woods. Like, that's, it's just not everybody's thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, that's, that's the place to do it as a civilian if you can have access to a public place. Um, that's kind of secluded or if your buddy has a lot of land i would love to go around the, i know we've talked about this like i would love to do small unit tactics and in your neighborhood at midnight but um <laughs> in the cities uh kind of would be frowned upon it's, you, you know what i mean m- much more uh prepared i guess for that you like, you, gotta, like you just really you'd... can't do it i mean unless you're out in the middle of an like a broken down building in detroit maybe but i mean you, you can't also carry have more of a chance of no, got yeah. it. Yeah, you'd, legally, you'd it's my right. Like, yeah, I get you could. That's not gonna fly. I mean, you no. might not get charges pressed, but the cops are definitely gonna show up. I mean, at best, you could walk around with your night vision. Um, and the Detroit up- response time is uh, super slow, though. So, yeah, we'd have a good twenty minutes probably uh, <laughs> to to do anything, get out of the way, or or go hide or something. No, no I, I definitely not. So, 
the the woods is the place to do it just because you're training a wedge in the woods or a staggered column doesn't mean it only applies to the woods it's just where yeah. you're getting the reps you see guys i remember seeing a guy comment on one of uh orion training groups posts and mm -hmm. a small unit it was a bunch of a little montage of blake's class and uh they're doing like a staggered column or something in the middle of an open field they're like well why would you do that if you're out in the open they're like we wouldn't but this is the place to practice it <laughs> like yeah, we wouldn't <laughs> no <laughs> we're just like we're almost teaching. never almost never would but we're gonna do it here so that the guys can get a handle on it before we go into the woods and we're on yeah the and that's that's the kind of stuff that's on our like i i really think one of the things that's heavy on the list for 2024 uh both from like i'd say like a content perspective but also from just an experience and learning perspective is now that we are taking those steps no pun intended right uh towards <laughs> it, <laughs> towards uh you know better uh better comms better i'll say better calm uh etiquette as well because we really yeah. haven't we we touched on that just briefly a little bit um but now that we all have at least baofangs and uh communications headsets um mm -hmm. any of us is still one of us might still be rocking like a trucker mic or a shoulder mic it's not a bad way yeah. to go it's just they work you know, several of us got into contacts this year um <clears throat> So we have that and being able to do a little bit more complicated movements or longer strings of movement, because right now we were kind of where we kind of ended the year is like we would stop and huddle together and talk about what we were going to do next. Like, hey, mm -hmm. we're at the edge of the clearing. So now we're going to open up into a wedge or, hey, we're at the edge of this clearing going into a path. So now we're going to go to a staggered column. Remember, this is the hand set. You know what I mean? Like it was very. Right. Yeah, yeah. The goal. It was the goal going forward segmented. should be to. Make it more See, natural. Yeah. And ideally talk less. Yeah. Less talking, more uh, nonverbal communication, uh, which was a huge learning curve. I remember uh, when we, the first time we went out to do it, I <laughs> we were out for like 40 minutes. And I fucking forgot what the hand signal for a staggered column was. <laughs> like, uh, like I felt like a dumbass to him. Like, it's none of this is hard. How the fuck do you forget? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and then you pick up little things too, like, hey, you should always pack a long sleeve shirt. That first time we went out, the mosquitoes were actually. Dude, I'm getting a bug ones. net. I'm getting a bug net to go over my my head. Like Are you really? Adam had in the Spiritus video because yeah, if we go out and train next summer again, like especially at night, mm -hmm. when when we did the Fourth of July overnight, it was raining a little bit, so the bugs weren't as bad while we were moving. But yeah, those last towards the end of the season, dude, eaten eaten alive while while walking is, is mm -hmm. absolutely miserable which a simple net to go over your helmet or over your head to hang at your shoulder level like and some long sleeves would have it wouldn't have been an issue so that's well, something i'm going to add to my kit next year and i think we're going to get more into like uh, uh you know building out more effective kit going yeah. uh, you know sharing some of that uh especially i think is on the list talking about what you, maybe what you should carry i don't think maybe uh it's 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 not to say that we're going to do it better than anybody else, but you know, uh, probably going to go through what we carry, right? What we use, what we like, um, mm -hmm. or more to the point, what you like, because I don't, I'm not there. Are you yet. talking uh, like like field field gear? Yeah, um, yeah, just like you know, a baseline packing list mm -hmm. is something I could totally do. Yeah, Shoot, I got like thirty different packing lists saved on my phone from. <laughs> different, different classes every time, oh, you, you, every time you want every time you do anything in the military they send out a new packing list so 
there's not like a default one you're just like hey just it's always up to the the leadership like the platoon will put out what their guys are bringing which it's always generally the same but if it's cold they might add more snow Mm -hmm. gear or in washington we were always getting rain done so wet weather gear was always there Um, yeah but no i mean baseline that i could definitely cover yeah and and then you got the cheap stuff that you can get because a lot of it isn't as sexy as high cut helmets and slick play carriers but just being able to go out and survive a couple days in the woods is uh, not terribly expensive. Yeah. There's a lot of that stuff that you can pick up. And I think as we were like working on it this year, just built like I, uh, as an anniversary gift for my wife, got her like a uh, mystery ranch, like a small backpack. Mm-hmm. Cause she's not going to be out doing the stuff that I want to do, obviously, but um, okay. she wants to do more and of that. Great packs just for regular life. Yeah. They're uh, I think it's the Galligator is when I got her. It was like, Okay. It was one I started with. It was like 75 or 80 bucks, maybe even a little bit less when it was on sale. So that's that's more than a typical backpack, but for a mystery ranch, that's actually pretty good. It yep. comes in a pretty decent green color. They make some other obnoxious stuff, but like that one comes in a pretty good <laughs> green color. Um, so I went out and spent a bunch of money, like got her like hiking clothes and boots and a bunch of stuff to like fill out the backpack. Like that was like that was that was like the anniversary gift, was like that whole experience of putting it together and everything. Yep. Um and and yeah, a lot of it, like we were actually walking through uh like a Cabela's and we grabbed a bunch of stuff and we we're like we we're like sixty dollars. And um and she's like, Okay, do I need anything else? I go looking through this list, I'm like, no, I think you got you know, all the stuff you were looking for, save for I think like the water filtration system was something that like wouldn't fit into the budget. So we didn't mm-hmm. get that at that time or something. And but like a lot of it is easy, stupid shit, like a mesh laundry bag with a zipper, you know, just mm-hmm. to put shit in and, or, you know, base medical stuff, not like a blowout kit, like a, like a boo-boo kit, I mean, easy, mm-hmm. you know, especially as you're going through the woods. So there's a lot there that I think people, when they look at some of those, just like a lot of the gear, right. People are like, Oh, I, I, you know, I can't afford to get involved with this, this, and this, because it's going to cost so much money. And you're like, well, it could, I mean, there's definitely a way where it could, but you can, you can, it can always get more expensive, but you, yeah. especially just going out for an overnight, dude, you could do it with a tarp and a water bottle, depending on where you live. Obviously, if you're in Florida, that's not my wheelhouse, but I've done <laughs> Pacific Northwest where they even classify it sort of as a rainforest, so it's wet, and then yeah. the Midwest, and honestly, so, the, the bugs, man, if you got, it's the bugs is what changes it and makes you hate your life more. Yeah, I, mean, I got I can kind of spoiled being in Washington because there aren't really bugs with how the climate is there. It's just not Jared, as hot. It, so. The last time that you, me, and Randy went out, dude, and the, the, yeah, dude, the mosquitoes were, it was so bad. Like, I don't even know if there is enough bug spray alive. Like, I, it had rained <laughs> before. We thought it was going to be dry. It would have dried out and everything. And it was so impossibly, like, miserable. I think we made it, how far out to that one, to that checkpoint that we had? I think we had, like, a mile out, and we just turned back. Mm-hmm. I was like, nope, yeah. uh, we, we made it out there. We flipped down nods and we came back and we got a little bit of work yeah. in uh, nonverbal communication, but that was probably the worst. The walk back was great. You get, you get to the point, uh, especially where I'm, you're still trying to lay out some beginner stuff. Like, yeah, I could make it miserable for you, but mm-hmm. for me, like to me, it's not as effective if we're actually trying to learn things. If you're just absolutely miserable the whole time, like there's a time and place for it. Um, yeah to definitely like reach some limits and, and push through. Um, 
yeah, that that specific one was like, yeah, we're not nothing productive is really going to be done besides us the walk and some communication. And then we we still got that when we uh when we walked back because we went out a little earlier too, and the sun was yep not even down yet. So once we started walking back, it was dark enough to have nods and um do a nice slow walk back up, and then hear a skinwalker in the trees next to us. <laughs> I remember and, that. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, so Dude, I mean, like is- a woman in the trees. And then as we got closer, it turned into a bird. <laughs> I looked, Randy I looked at were, me. Like, oh. Yeah, you guys were putting that shit up on the radio. We're like, I think it's a skinwalker. I'm like, I am I'm not hearing this right now. And you didn't I, have any ammo. Yeah, I didn't carry ammo with me for that one. Right, I was like, really, oh. you don't you don't know about the public land, man. You gotta yeah sometimes at least on a positive so that was like that was a big thing too was establishing that we could we found like a usable piece of public land for stuff like that that is secluded enough and far away enough from a bunch of stuff right that we can go out and we can do a lot of that we're not going to go shooting out there you're not supposed to at that one nor would we need to other spots that you can um uh, because we have a buddy with land and an awesome local range, I don't see much of a, a need yeah. to go out and shoot there. I was just gonna say, I think uh, getting uh, getting for me, anyways, like getting that range membership this year. Uh, I know it was yeah. later in the year when I went, but uh, having that that membership is huge. Uh, yeah, that's where we can be to actually just get better at pulling triggers, and then yeah, just getting out and moving around. There's there's great resources for that too. We're pretty lucky to live where we live, honestly, because a lot of people only have 25 yard into a range. There's a lot of of inherent danger with just going out to state land and shooting. I think a lot of guys are very nonchalant with how they handle that. Um, and I've seen guys create some red, I mean, albeit poor content uh, of them, you know, shooting and stuff. And it's like, yeah. oh, well, it's on state land, so it's fine. I'm like, well, okay, but have you taken hunter safety? And I only bring that up because they spend a lot of it talking about, you know, the effective range of your ammunition. So do you have a backstop you're shooting into? Like a target stapled to a tree is not enough. Yeah. It's just not. Uh, and, you know, if something should happen because somebody else is wandering around state land, that is also a th- So, I mean, I get real weird when guys are just like, yeah, we'll go to some state land. It'll be fine. I'm like, it's not, it's not it. Like, yeah, uh, it really depends on where you live too. Cause that could, that could be a very different outcome for a guy going out in the mountains of the Pacific Northwest or down in the desert down South, like my one buddy, um, he has just the op, the possibility of some cartel activity happening out when he goes out to shoot in the desert at late at mm-hmm. night. Like that's that's a real thing being down by the on a border state. Um, it's it's different. I I'm I'm all for it if you if you do it right because it, it can be great. Mm-hmm. It has will be really great. Um, so if you do it the right way and don't yeah. make a mess, don't be an ass. Clean up after yourself. Yeah. And if you uh, roll up on your shooting spot and there's trash everywhere clean up after that person that was there before you don't just keep it nasty yeah that was one of the surprising <laughs> things on state land like we came out to that huge clearing and there's just like 12 gauge shells all over the place and then we yeah. walk out you know 50 Dude, there's yards, a worse there's spot that you haven't place. been to that i saw it like the whole guardrail of the park it's just a little gravel parking lot mm-hmm. and it has a guardrail that just is all rusted and full of holes like these guys are just getting out of their cars, maybe not even getting out of their cars and just shooting in the parking lot into the guardrail and the trash and burn behind it. <laughs> That's disgusting. So I actually follow a guy. I didn't realize he was local. I thought he was out of Detroit, but I recognized that spot when he was te- doing his, he teaches concealed carry 
and they shoot oh, at that okay. spot, which is which is cool. But like, you've got to clean yeah, up yourself. Here's, and, and and this may be guys are doing good. This may be an unpopular opinion. Like, if you're gonna make a business out of selling CPL classes and stuff like that, dude, you gotta be better. Like, I'm not. I know it's tough, and I know range time is expensive, and facilities are. It, it's difficult, but like. If you're gonna use a spot like that, like at least take care of it and like it's a guardrail, man. It's not a it's not a target stand. That that shit is the easiest way to attract unwanted attention. So that the next time somebody goes out there and they're out there to maybe go hiking with their gear or run some field training yeah. stuff, a small unit, and you've got, you know, fish and wildlife hanging out, trying yeah. to figure out what's going on, and then that group of guys, you know, gets gets hung up and uh has a bunch of issues because the people out there before them try to turn it into a shooting range and it's that's not what it is it sucks that that specific uh parking lot was the trailhead where my brother and i got chased by a crackhead at the beginning of this summer oh that was a good one yeah that was a good experience for you guys yeah (laughs) that was great oh good good uh survival uh escape and evasion you know uh training on my brother's part too because he had never even learned a hand arm signal and i was like we gotta go (laughs) (laughs) so he caught on real quick on uh what we what we had to do but yeah i i sent it I found the picture on Instagram of them shooting at that parking lot. And I sent it to my brother. I was like, they don't know. <laughs> they don't know. Yeah. He just responded like he's, he's creeping. He's in the trees. So I'm trying to think at this point through the year, we had gotten together. We were getting together like, well, like every month. For <sighs> we there. almost, we almost streaked it. Um, I think the we, we missed, I think we, we missed August. We missed October maybe, or I think we did October. There was, it was August. Yeah. Right before, because yeah, we, we we got together twice in September, because of we did that hike, mm-hmm. and filmed the Patreon video, and then uh, had HTA obviously. Um, yeah, uh, and then December thinking, with holidays and everything, we didn't do anything this this December. But first half, and we got together for a barbecue. <laughs> that was probably one of the the coolest. Yep, that was lay Memorial June? Day, Labor Day, Memorial Day. I forget. Uh, I think yeah. it was Memorial Day. We got together for that barbecue. That was pretty badass. It was like hotter than hell. Yeah, because uh, it was right at the beginning when it started to get hot. And none of us were acclimated. Yeah. Um, I remember because you know, your wife, who was pregnant, uh, was just like immediately, I don't feel good. I need to go lay down. Straight to the AC. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then we shot, we, you know, did some skeet. That was fun. We did a couple drills. We, we the first and only time we that we uh, shot some, t- we did some tannerite. Yeah. We did your drill. Yeah, we did my cold start, um, which yep. nobody passed, I don't think. Uh, I did. Did you? I don't want to sound like that guy, but I did. Yeah. Inside of your. No, the, I think we were finding a time standard, right? Because you didn't have one yet. Yep. We were working on, and I, don't, I still don't think there's one totally defined, but. I just want to see some it, crazy good shooter just absolutely burn it down. And then I'll be like, that's the standard. <laughs> it's a little bit easier yeah. than like, I'm not going to, the point one or uh, tier one. I can't remember. I took it in my pistol class. There's a there's a, a cold start drill from like point one or something tactics that mm-hmm. uh that I kind of like stole part of it from. And then I was like, I'm just gonna make this like the first half of this like easier and then make the ending as hard. Uh and yeah. it's difficult. No, I if you passed it, I think you probably passed one rep and yeah. no one else did. It was yeah. more difficult than we were expecting, which is cool. Yep. Uh, cause it kind of like really highlighted, I know we had done some like ready up drills. We were like, Ooh, we're fast. Ooh, we're good. Like, oh, I like this. And then I put that out there and we were like, this sucks. I don't like this. Yeah. Uh, I'm never shooting. 
<laughs> you need that once in a while. Like, uh, yeah. I, I thought it was, I, I still do. I think it's a good cold start to see. Uh, I got to print out a whole bunch more. I had like a handful that we used that day and uh, I got to print out more, um, which mm-hmm. shameless plug. It's available for free on Patreon. Like it's available for free. You don't even have to sign up to be a Patreon patron. But if you do you want to look calls, at your page, right? Yeah, it's it's public. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that was kind of cool. The The barbecue was one of like the first like 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 community things we did like it wasn't necessarily about shooting we just got together we had a bunch of food and hung out and had a good time and the wives got to meet each other yeah the wives got to hang uh, hang out a bit after we're done shooting start pounding beers you know like it was it was pretty good Uh, i was really happy with that um we got to get into some cqb stuff for the first time like some very light cqb um but just in july right yeah, we didn't start that until July because I had the pictures of um, Randy and I teaching. Yep, teaching very yeah, like this basic stacking up and. Because then at the end uh, of July we got together, was right after you smoked your knee, uh, yes. when you were out hiking. You like really jacked up your knee because you were like a. July break. was a busy month for me. <laughs> yeah, you had doctor's appointments and shit for your knee, and well, I just mean like we trained a lot too because Fourth of July weekend, we trained at. Steve's, that was when we were at Steve's. And did the CQB, and then mm-hmm. I stayed. I mean, we were out from Steve's. We stayed up the whole night, and then went out to Stateland and did an overnight. So mm-hmm. that was definitely a busy weekend for us. And then, yeah, because I think the following weekend is when you jack up your knee. I hurt myself because we went hiking, which I think I told the story. I can't remember. It's not very exciting. I just was going up an incline and bent my knee the wrong way and sprained my MCL. So. Yeah, and then immediately realized the importance of having a longer antenna for your radio. Yes. <laughs> because you couldn't reach anybody, right? Yeah, but my buddy was like a mile away, and I was with my brother, so we split off. Um, <clears throat> and then hurt myself at the bottom of, like, halfway up the hill. Gave my brother the radio to go up to the top of the hill just to tell him, like, hey, we're going to be slower. We're not going to meet the time hack of what we gave you guys. So, And then he still okay. couldn't reach him because yeah. of the, the thick trees. Yeah, that's that's. I don't know if the heavy antenna would have saved us, but it probably definitely would have been better. We eventually did make contact, and I was able to walk out of there. So that's one of those things. Like I took uh, Lindsay Lindsay Dew's uh, radio course through Orion Training Group uh, at the end of the year here, and one of the things she talked about, like power output and antenna types, and really understanding that stuff. Like, yeah, it's okay for the most part in like eighty percent of circumstances. Yep. But if you're going to be out in the woods, you should get a, a radio with a little bit like an eight watt or better, you know, power output. That's going to help certain type of antennas will do better if you understand how to use them and stuff. So uh, what it's are not all things. Are they five watt? <clears throat> um, there are two. There are multiple versions that there's oh, like okay. the, one just, the one I most recently picked up was an eight watt. Um, so you get a little bit better power output um, that it now granted it's not the the cheap one the 20 dollar one i think is like a five watt yeah that's um, what i thought the more you know wattage is going to help with that a little bit um yeah. i think and so and that's another thing right for next year we've all talked we're going to be looking to move into like real radios next year mm-hmm. uh it, it, to, at some point i don't know what that looks like yet um and no this is not an indication that you guys will be hearing or seeing well i mean I'll, we'll have guests on the pod but I will not be talking about communication. I am not that guy. No, yeah, guy no. no, fuck that. Yeah. I am. And I, I, want, I want us to still train with what we have currently before we just spend more money to get the next thing. Oh no. And that's there's uh, definitely training that we've done on our makes that setups. point a lot. 
you know, bail fangs yeah. for 20 bucks give you a lot of training uh, opportunity to learn, to develop uh, radio skills and things like that for just 20 bucks. A lot of guys on the internet, like that's some things I fucking hate about our, I'll use air quotes and say community is guys are just like, they don't like, they don't see the value in any of the cheap training options uh, unless like one of their influencers tells them that it's okay. You know, yeah. uh, bail fangs are great for what they are. Just yeah. understand that there's limitations. They're not the best option out there. And they don't offer a lot of the function and, and features that, you know, higher end users are going to need. But yeah. And once you, you upgrade, boom, you got two, one or two decent radios that you can keep around the house or keep in a car mm-hmm. or give to some, you know. They're great at disaster. Neighbor. Yeah. Yes. And that's more, I mean, that's more statistically, that's what you're going to see more than having to worry whether or not you're encrypted or not. I mean. Well, and here's, here's the thing is unless, and realistically, and I have no problem saying this piece is realistically, unless you and all of the guys that are in your training group or whatever name you want to give it, the the boys, the crew, the network, I don't fucking know, unless you are all committed to running comms, because not everybody is right. Not a lot of people don't build comms into their kit. They just build a chest rig or a plate carrier. And like, that's enough. Um, unless your guys are all on board with doing stuff like that, it makes no sense for you to dump a ton of money into it. If those are the people you are dedicated to calling in an emergency or reaching out to and relying on in an emergency type situation, it, your $500 radio with your thousand dollar headset is not going to help at all. If you have no one to contact on it. So for whatever that's worth, I'm not saying you shouldn't get those things. I did. Like I, I have contacts. I am, you know, gonna get a better radio. I have a. You're talking uh, more on the small unit gear side. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent agree. Uh, you know, it. it if there's the ham guys that love to get into that. Oh yeah, and they build. They want to be able to jump states and talk to people when the zombies attack. Like, I get it. And every group it. should cool. should try to have that guy. Like, it's not me. Yeah. Somebody that's going to have like their whole control station in a shed with an antenna. Yeah, or, or at the very cool. least have like guy a guy in the deep, chair. Yeah, or at the guy in the chair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or at least have like a deep passion for that kind of stuff. Like, you know, I, I think everyone like if you are somebody who's really into comms, tactical comms, and you're good at it, like there is no group of dudes that wouldn't want to hang out with you. Because they're gonna just ask you to like, hey, you want to program? Please, us? please, yeah, just, please yeah. program. Like, you want to hang out? Like, well, we'll nobody's we'll ever made the platoon RTO by choice. It's always like a who got the last straw or who just got a who got yeah. screwed hardest. It's either disciplinary or they're the smartest and they got voluntold. Well, they use it as a discipline. Like you're not in it. Uh, it has been, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it. Usually, like they want them to be a competent person, though, because it's obviously a really important job. I was just gonna say uh, that's but, it's funny, yeah. but at the same time, could be really dumb. Yeah, it, it could be dumb. So yeah, um, I, the two RTOs that I mainly worked with were fantastic. One was a really close friend. So, and, and I mean, I'll say, were... I'll say that the comms piece was a real sticking point through the first half of the year too, where like some of the guys we were talking to had a pretty high opinion of themselves. Uh, they did not make it in the group that we built, but uh, they were like one of those people that was like extremely toxic about the comm stuff because they had experience with it in their personal life and were just like massively shitty to people. And maybe that was like, that was like a real learning experience. I think for us this year is that like some people are able to buy a lot of gear in a short amount of time and really up their capability knowing 
or understanding at least, right? That like that only gets you so far. You have to have like the experience and the knowledge, right? To be effective with it. Um, And that's what we're like, I think it's a really, it's an important determination between capability and effectiveness because you can be capable, but not be effective. Um, So you and I are in the business of, and the mindset of building people up mm -hmm. to where we've, we've seen guys that are real passionate about something. Say if you, if you buy a bail fan, you're going to get killed in the streets and you don't just learn comms. It's, it's not that easy, bro. Like that's, and, and that's just, the, the just being really happy. And you see that in all types of these hobbies and whatnot. Like we're, we're all about, well, it's, it's like building people up. It's it like, you know, they're, they're like, Oh, you have to buy this good gear, but I, you know, if you don't know how to use it, like you're going to get like, killed in the streets, but then they're also not the person that's going to be helpful and teach you that they're just going to talk about how you should know it. Um, and I think that speaks a lot about both sides of that. Like, Hey, why would you ever want to listen to someone like that? You know what I mean? Like, uh, but B it just, it shows you how uh, vindictive and shitty the community has become where people are, are more worried about protecting their station than they are about helping people and, and sharing information or even just having a dialogue or does, you know, over a difference of opinion on some of these things like that shit that has, and that has been something like, remember when we started the year used to give me shit all the time about how tied into like internet drama I was and stuff. I'm like, dude, (laughs) it's inevitable. Like you'll see, man, like we get more as you've gotten more involved. Right you see a lot more like I've, I've I'm not going to repeat all of it, but you've seen some stuff. I've shared stuff with you where you're like, I think the first time you got like tagged in a post <laughs> we did together. I know I can't remember what the fuck it was. And you were like, <laughs> wow, I just had an internet troll call me out over something completely inconsequential and stupid as fuck. Does this mean I've made it? <laughs> Does this mean I've made it? I was like, yeah, man, th- this is all it is. This is, there's no like silver lining to it. People are assholes and uh, they don't have the courtesy to even ask a question. They'll just, mm-hmm. you know, assume the absolute worst. And that, you know, and I'm uh, changing my call sign to Doey Gamer Boy. Doey. Oh, that was a good one too. Yeah. That was a good one on our first YouTube video. That was, a, you know, and I'll say that was a big accomplishment for us this year was actually taking that step and moving on to the YouTube platform. Um, yeah, I hope we can, we can, it t- it's a lot more time consuming, but it, I enjoy editing videos and whatnot. So if we can get good footage, I'd enjoy to keep, I'd enjoy keeping uh, the momentum going on that, especially if we can make some oh, yeah. next HTA, if we could kind of vlog through it or something, I don't know. No, I'd that would be that cool. Stuff. That would it be really just got cool. another jump in the algorithms. You notice I saw it today. I was getting likes on oh, some I of the comments. Like, it got like 5,000 more views. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, wow. Yeah. They, because so. they really like us. <laughs> Uh, but that, that was a big one that was that came towards the end of the year we were like let's try one and if people hate it like maybe we won't worry about yeah. it for next year um we're already year. filming some some video stuff for patreon so we're like hey why don't we just share more of it mm-hmm. um so we're still kind of finding the balance of what do, what do patrons get versus what do we want everybody to see so yeah no and, and there's definitely more on the patreon um and that's yes. Two reasons: one to reward for the, the one Patreon YouTube video we've done. There's three or four or five Patreon videos since that. Yeah, since I've come out. Uh, since that's come out, yeah. Some with you and me, and then some that you've done. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. definitely more on Patreon if you guys are into that. But. Yep, and we try to be a little bit more measured. I think with the YouTube stuff, like what do we want to talk about? <clears throat> what don't we want to talk about? Uh, you know, the Patreon thing. Uh, I really 
like I've actually made one or two videos that were specific requests from patrons. They're like, can you talk about, um, one of them was like what I get, what I travel with and what I carry in my vehicle. Yep. And that yep. was a, a pretty, like I would have to be going on a trip and I was like, yeah, that'd be sick. Like, here, let me, like, we stopped at like some outlet mall in the parking lot. <laughs> like, all right. Uh, I'd like pull out my suitcases. I'm like, all right, this is what I keep in my vehicle. And this is what I travel with and I carry. Uh, and that actually, uh, I've changed this year, uh, after a lot of, uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know how to say this without making you sound like a dick. So I'm, after you told me a whole bunch, I'll say maybe I did, maybe I was being a dick. So you just just say it. Say it. <laughs> like you should carry a Glock 19, and I was like, no, <laughs> I like my 43x. And then what holster did you just get? Um, well, no, I had a sidecar before that, but I also have a sidecar now uh, for the for 19 uh, for the Glock 19. Yeah. So. I, uh, <laughs> Well, so, and that, like, I finally, because you hear some of these people like Lucas for is probably the biggest one who's like, Hey, maybe get rid of some of those guns. You don't ever shoot and go get like one rifle or one handgun that you will shoot a bunch. Um, <clears throat> so I got rid of a, I had like a six, five Creedmoor. It was a Weatherby, uh, that I was like in 2020, I bought it. I was like, I'm going to go hunt. I'm, I'm for yeah. sure. I'm getting into hunting and all that stuff. And then you can't and hunt in half of Michigan with it. Yep. With that specific gun. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, and I spent like 600 or $700 on that gun and I got like a $900 like optic for it and shit and had a, just an absolutely awful experience at Cabela's getting it mounted and everything. But, um, I shot <laughs> it, uh, I shot it once that year, put 20 rounds through it to sight it in and, mm-hmm. uh, never shot it again. Yeah. So, uh, I took that, I took the optic off for full disclosure, uh, and a Canik TP nine SF elite. So it's like a weird rip off of like an old Walther design. It's such a um, cringe name. Yeah. It's a terrible name. Uh, <laughs> the triggers on those, I will say out of the box, if you guys are really pressed for cash, like those guns are actually pretty nice. Um, now they're optics yeah. too. Uh, they're okay. You're going to struggle much, to find good holsters, but they're not bad. How much is are they like in the $300 range? Something like that. Uh, when it came out, it was a $400 gun. So you can probably find it around. Yeah, three. I just buy a used Glock. Uh, if you can find them, the used <laughs> clock market has gone up because I had to trade. Yeah, it in- depends on where you live locally. We, from the times I was looking around, my buddies in the last year were able to get some good deals on Gen fours. But it depends where you go, and if you're it comes if you, and goes, if you depends want- on agencies that are nearby too. Detroit That's- sometimes you get a lot of those salty uh, TPD yeah. uh, trade. Yeah, lots of forty cows. Dude, I've been on this. I, you're gonna hate me. I've been on this kick recently. I really want to get some salty trade-in or arms room m9 just because it's a it's the only gun right now that i'm like that's that would just be a cool gun to have i don't even like shooting them i actually hate shooting them um, i've heard the triggers are dog shit <laughs> what if I've been, I've been watching something i think i've just been lethal weapon Recon. did you watch a lot of lethal weapon or something well recently i, I did see a lethal, lethal weapon reel but then <laughs> i mean die hard christmas yeah christmas, christmas. yeah the, the beretta m9 is just awesome so i was looking the beretta online, was the cool guy was gun like two hundred dollars Two hundred dollars yeah. for a police trade-in, but it was forty cal. I was like, "Damn it!" No, no, because people want. I have I, a magazine for one that I got from the arms room that never, I never gave back. So I just have a magazine for M nine that I'll, I've never touched. I didn't realize they're fifteen mm-hmm. rounders for how big that gun is. Yeah, yeah, it's only well, fifteen rounders. That, that's like a, a sign of the times, like the evolution, oh, yeah. decades, right? Developments yeah. and stuff. Uh, it's just such a cool gun. All yeah, I'll shut up now. No, I mean it's. It's a, it's a, it's, it's also a, cool a piece gun. of shit, but it's also such a cool gun. I don't know. It's, it's only, weird it's cool because it's in all the movies that we, we grew up watching. Yeah. Like you said, my, what's your favorite? I mean, you already mentioned uh, lethal weapon. What's your favorite M nine scene? 
because I have one in my in my heart that I, I can always that from always comes back to me. Any movie or that movie? From any movie, like just what 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 came to mind. I mean, if I had to pick out like a specific scene and it sounds cringy as fuck is uh, I think it's I think it's Lethal Weapon 2 where yeah. uh, Mel Gibson rolls on the ground while shooting the yeah, M9. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, that's like one of the only <laughs> images I have from Lethal Weapon is that scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Axe's last stand in Lone Survivor when they have those close up slow mo's of him. I think they were firing. Uh, they had yeah, a mix of blanks and live that. rounds. There had to have been live rounds in some of those scenes because he was laying prone and shooting and the dirt under him was kicking up. Mm-hmm. Um, There's just some really, I just love that scene. And it's like, it's heart wrenching at the same time. So yeah, I have a hard time watching that movie. <laughs> yeah. I try to watch it like once a year. It's kind of, kind of like same private Ryan. I just, those, Band of those Brothers and stuff. movies like those just kind of sober me up to reality and just make me yeah. reflect. So, but, uh anyway, yeah so I, I traded those in um and i got a glock 45 <laughs> uh, glock 45 mos um and kind of fitted that out <clears throat> since yep. i didn't spend money on the gun i was able to spend money on grabbing That's another cool. 09t um and another x300 so uh kind of bumped everything in the rotation so the 19 is my new carry gun i've been worried you know not worry uh working on getting more comfortable carrying that um and then the 45 is now like my range gun uh, mm-hmm. Not that you necessarily have to have two, but I, I do now, right? And it's uh, a great range piece, dude. I like we're it. Put some heavy, uh, we're gonna put some rounds on that thing this year, man. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be sick. Just a workhorse. You, I've, I've loved it since you, I got my forty-five. I think in February, mm-hmm. um, and it's just—I mean, I have a slide for my nineteen that iron slide, and then my RMR slide kind of was going back and forth. Um, it's just been my range, my range beater. Um, Randy stippled it. It just haven't done anything else to it besides put a light on it. See, I don't, uh, Randy does good work with the stippling too. I don't, uh, I don't know if he'll do it though. Honestly, I, uh, since, uh, Brandon shoot it off to the, uh, the Howie's yeah. hockey tape, I've been putting those yeah. on my guns. I really like the way that feels. Uh, yeah. just run totally it. Interesting. Um, but I think next year, that's probably going to be a big point of focus for us is standards. Uh, yeah. and I think, that was something that I want has to do some of those calls. Like the we've talked a lot about stuff. Yeah. Um, I want to do the FBI one. Maybe we'll do that as a video. Like we'll try. Fun. Yeah. We'll try from like, not, I don't know. we'll do like a cold start drill or something. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll run our, like, I think there's like eight, eight different tests that make up the FBI qualification course yeah. uh, that I really want to try mostly because I have a buddy that, went through Quantico uh, and was getting done with it at the beginning of this year. And he was yeah. like, Oh yeah, the qualification super hard, man. Super difficult, super hard. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, and I looked it up and I was like, this doesn't seem like it's that hard. Like it's difficult, but we're not talking like, you know, USPSA grandmaster type shit here. I mean, right. It's still a law enforcement qualification, even if it is for the FBI. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes they do have high, um, high, like, to get a high score is really a high skill mm-hmm. skill gap where they'll have a lower passing score, but then um, sometimes the higher standards are pretty good. Oh, I've only and, ever and shot an army qual, and you do not have to be a good shooter to pass an army qual. I mean, yet you, you, you guys have expert on an army qual, and I wouldn't say you have to be a good shooter to shoot expert on an army qual either, because like actual practical shooting does not apply. Um, the new qual has gotten better with shooting from a barrier. And whatnot, mm-hmm. but I've seen guys that have terrible form shoot really well because you're mainly 
in a pretty relaxed position and just pulling a trigger good. That's all you got to really do um, at varying ranges. So, well, what made my conversation, I'm I'm interested in those quals that are 25 and in, because I've never done anything like that, especially with a pistol. So yeah, it's all handgun oriented for them, but it made the conversation. It was that much funnier because like the time before I had talked to him time before that, when I had talked to this buddy, he is like gushing about shooting with a red dot on a pistol for the first time. (laughs) I was like, dude, I've been doing this for like three years, four years. Like, welcome to the, the futures now, dude. I'm pretty sure it was an acro. So he had, you know, a closed emitter, which they're nice. But uh, yeah, right. I mean, I definitely want to try some of that stuff. And like, maybe I think part of what we did this year was like really try to establish some standards. Not, you know, not like a ton, but hey, um, and, maybe, and I think that was one of the first conversations you and I had together on the range when we first got out there with guys with uh, like Steven Randy was talking about like, uh, the tooler drill would say you should be able to add like, and that was our starting standard was you should be able to draw from a holster or concealment uh, and put a round on a target in one and a half seconds or less at, I think it was like 15 feet or something. Um, Cause that's what mm-hmm. the drill is like, uh, it's like an A zone, a decent hit, a zone yeah. sized hit. Something uh, like that. And that was just because the, the, the study that resulted with that drill was that uh, an assailant or an attacker, whatever, right, can can close that gap. I mean, it was 21. I don't I can't have to look it back up, but uh, it can close that gap in 1.5 seconds. So that's yeah. why that drill was important. And that was something I pulled out of a pistol class I took at the beginning of 2022, 2022. Yep. Um, and I was like, oh, that's a good one. That's very easy. It's yeah, it's not, you know, shooting a bunch of ammo. Yeah. And it's not a crazy time hack either. I mean, if you're, Uh if you're a beginner, it requires you to have good form to pass it. Uh And once you refine that, you can start to shoot for that sub second draw. So, right. Which is a lot. I know some classes try to, they even say a two seconds or less is their standards Uh for beginners. So as long as you you get the baseline of good form, then you can start getting faster with those hands. So, yeah. And we talked about, we talked about ready ups, like first shot from Uh a low ready in a half a second up close. And then high ready was 0.75. I got those from Lucas. So that's, I mean, those are pretty, you're moving. I want to interrupt this episode to tell you guys all about our friends over at Ben Franklin Range. Guys, you've heard our episodes, you've heard our discussions, you've heard it mentioned on social media. The facility at Ben Franklin is absolutely top-notch. They're located out in Templeton, Pennsylvania. And guys, this is a one-stop shop. They have 1,200 acres of land, so whether you want to go practice some overlanding and do some off-roading, or you're looking for a facility to host a CQB class, they have a shoot house. You're looking for a place to host a shooting course, they have not one, but two turf ranges. Maybe you want to stretch out, you want to reach out to distance, they have an absolutely outstanding long distance, actually unknown distance range that is available for rent. You guys can head over to their website at benfranklinrange.com for more information, and you can reach out and contact the team there at BFR via email at info at benfranklinrange.com or give them a call, 412-439-8751. Guys, it's an absolutely outstanding facility. Cannot recommend them enough. Now let's get back to this week's discussion. Yeah, we did that the last, I think the last time we were out or two range sessions ago or something. We did that. Mm-hmm. And that's not, it's not terrible, but it is, you do have to be proficient. Uh, yeah, you know, to, to do it consistently because you can, you can game it and try to get a really fast ready mm-hmm. up. But if you do it like three times in a row consistently within the same amount of milliseconds, you know, 
little window relatively um, yeah so so we'll we'll be doing definitely be doing more of that um i'm trying like i know this year probably one of the biggest things we we got to talk about is uh towards the end of the year we took that we've we've referenced it already but like the hta trip is the best that, that was, was in the works for a while um we had talked about it and then we finally got things rolling um, for you we i only say that because i remember when we we had heard about it it was like cool mm-hmm. you want to go to this registrations tomorrow <laughs> oh no i thought we no we definitely talked about it you may have missed it but we oh it was for john i i mentioned it to john right before that's right because we had been talking uh, about it okay yeah the group had and talked about it through you're like i think i might talking about it for a couple months ago. that was I like you talked you know. i think in july is when we started talking about yeah. something like that it was like two months something mm-hmm. like that. Then, yeah, yeah, that was a right. really. So yeah, I was talking shit, but it was me to my buddy. Is I, I screwed him over about <laughs> the, the timing. Yeah. yeah, that was that was a really. I mean, we we had to save up some some like money for that one. We had to. Uh, I mean, we tried, right? We found one way. We don't ever want to do it again. I don't. Yeah, consider- lessons were learned, and we had a whole episode talking about those lessons that were learned. Yeah, I don't. It was a great time though. I don't think that it was necessarily a bad experience. I think there were some. <laughs> There were some hardships that we endured uh, in a dude, very dude, unique, interesting trip, way. That trip was highlight of the year for me by far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the I, group, I honestly, I, not not my life, but for the group, it was highlight of the year. Uh, that I was yeah, I mean, a train, my I'm second a, child be born, so that was pretty cool. How dare but, you? You can rank your yeah, children no. above our trip. It's just horrifying. Reasonable. I'm traumatized. Traumatized. <laughs> your life is ruled by little people now. Yep. The, but the trip was uh, good. We made some really cool connections with some, like, I, I would say some exceptional people. Uh, you know, the classes were good. The instructors were good. Uh, we got to, like, the night vision demo was, like, crazy. I didn't even know what to expect with that. That was probably the mm-hmm. one of the most informative parts of the whole thing. Getting to actually, like, like, if you're one of those people that you're, like, I want to get into night vision. And then I don't know, like, what laser to get into, right? And you actually have the chance like, well, here's what a mall looks like. Here's what a full power mall looks like. And, a full cool. power pack. and you're like, well, damn. Okay. So shit, I, I might actually be okay with uh, like what a lot of guys would consider. And that's, and that's the fucked part too. With when we get into night vision as we've learned. So like, I feel like we've learned so much about night vision and lasers and stuff this year alone. Um, fully knowing now telling you guys, like I didn't even have a functioning setup at the beginning of this calendar year and jot, you got yours in like February, right? Yeah, I think it was end of end of January. Yeah, so like so, we really didn't have a ton of time or a ton of I experience. Ran, I was running just a mil spec setup for the first quarter of the year before getting a nicer mount and J arm. Uh, yeah, no, and I I was running a air like a knockoff G twenty four and a noise fighter J arm, and uh, and I mean it works like for for a fourteen. Dude, the Naruto stuff is awesome. I I still have my mil spec stuff. If uh, if a buddy gets into night vision, I'll just let him use that until he saves up enough to get something nicer. But they work. Yeah, there's nothing I, wrong with well, it's a rhino almost front proof. I mean, I know guys have broken a grunt will break anything, but they it's still standard issue. It it works. That's what uh, that's what John's with running. Spongy retention, it feels great. Yeah, he's running a rhino mount, and it's like yep. it works. Why why would I get rid of it? Why would I change it? You know, if it's yep. I mean, the biggest thing is if you have a one, if you have a good one, you're fine with it. If you have a crappy one that rattles, you hate it. That's, That's why I said bungee retention does does make it quite a bit better because it'll tighten it up. 
So it's not so yeah, badly because the they do. Out of it. Yeah. And, and that was something too, like, uh, like I had a, a hardhead veterans bump helmet when I started the year. And mm-hmm. part of it was me getting into binos. Uh, like it just, some things, and I guess you kind of have to learn the hard way. The price difference wasn't even that much looking back on. I definitely should have gotten into a better helmet to begin with. Um, getting into mm-hmm. like a better retention system and hopefully this, this Especially is the kind of, since you have dual tubes now because that's where you really you really see it yeah um, a 14, you can get by with no retention but well and I, I hope that this is the kind of stuff people can take away from like what we do with this podcast is you learn those little things or pick up those little experiences like I, I, dude, I couldn't even tell you how many people when I posted online saying I was going to like get into a team wedding helmet uh, and get rid of the hardhead veterans. I had so many people in Facebook groups and direct message me. They were like, well, why don't you just buy the team Wendy, uh, retention system and bolt it into the hardhead veterans? I'm like, well, because I'm going to spend $200 in the retention system. Why would I not just spend the extra 150 and get the helmet that it's designed to go into that's right. ergonomically going to like feel better. It's going to fit better on my dome. Like it's, it's just yeah. designed to work that way. And it's, I'm not want to like shit here or sit here and shit on hearted veterans. But dude, that was, that was a terrible helmet for me. Like I never got that thing sized right with the pads. I, I did like the magnetic chin strap, but that was it. It wasn't adjustable. You couldn't ratchet it down. And when I put put my 14s on or, uh, or 1431s on, I swear to God, I thought that thing was going to fall off the front of my head. Yeah. It was not a good fit. Yeah. So, you know, Hey, if you're going to invest the money in night vision, that's my, that is my recommendation is if you're just, if you're okay with just a 14, almost anything will work. I'm not mm-hmm. going to buy an airsoft helmet, but it'll work. Well, guys are doing it. Yeah. I mean, and there's some decent ones out there. The best, but yeah, if you understand that, um, you know, you're cool with it. Cool. Right. If I ever get dual tubes and have, I'm going to keep my PBS 14. I might just get an airsoft bump for my kids to play with. If we ever go camping or something like that. And we want to walk mm-hmm. around. It, it, yeah, it'll do the it'll do the thing. Um, I wouldn't lone survivor jump off a cliff with it on my head, but yeah, no. it'll, you can walk around and see in the dark with it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, that Jake, was my, my buddy from Arizona did a video on on his. It's called like the Lugu bump helmet or something. Like the, it's like a sub hundred dollar bump helmet off Amazon, and it, it does the thing. Like you said, like I can walk around in it. Now he has a team Wendy though, so like that that should give you an idea. Yeah, because like, he's moving you know, up into binos too, isn't he? Yeah, he already has them. So yeah, so the, and that's he's the got, thing. He's got like, a team Wendy now. I was terrified when I put those fourteen thirty ones on my uh, my hardhead veterans, and like the whole helmet just rocks forward. And I had a counterweight in it and everything. Like I did not yeah. feel. It sounds stupid, but it didn't. I did not feel safe putting those on that setup. So, um, I upgraded to an Argus mount, which is kind of like a ripoff of the G twenty two. Or the G made by now. a real manufacturer of night vision. Yes. Yes. And a lot of guys like I, I, I posted on a night vision page and I had a bunch of guys, like a bunch of people ask about it. So I was able to send a bunch of business to the company that I got it from, um, yeah. had one or two salty assholes that were like, Oh, here's a video of mine. It fucking broke. I'm like, well, dude, shit breaks. Did you call the company? How'd you break it? Yeah. Dude, that's what, and that's one of the things like, I don't even pay attention to a lot of that stuff anymore because guys will do some like, they will do some asinine shit with their gear and they will get so butthurt when the company's like, I'm not warranting that you are being an asshole. And then like, Oh, well, it's a piece of crap. The product's a piece of shit. It broke. 
like dude quality control happens it, it if you were like operating in normal circumstances most of these companies will take care of you if you somehow found a way to violate a warranty i mean i commend you but i also really want to know <laughs> what you fucking did to break it because i mean you're building this shit for law enforcement use what did you go out and do what did you fucking put on your your helmet and shit and go fucking jump down a hill all alone survivor and snap the the you know the mount or something like what did you do to break it and why is and have you ever noticed that guys never post that story they'll say oh it broke and it's a piece of shit it could be anything mm-hmm. they'll, they'll almost never give you the story or if they do they'll be like i was out running this and it just stopped working like could you could you give me some detail here i'm gonna need to, i'm gonna need to hear a little bit more before i just buy into you telling me that this this company that produces mounts and night vision housings like at a national scale is a total piece of crap yeah. So, you know, HDA. Uh, what's that? I just so back to HDA. Yeah, it's kind of where we we were in the timeline. Um. So yeah, I mean, we did a whole episode talking about mm-hmm. it. There was definitely good networking that happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, per, I mean, I, uh, was it Caleb from Prevail Armament? I'm on Dude, his uh, Instagram all the there. time. Yeah, I was. No, so I, I, I hope he's at the next one because I want to. I kind of want to talk to him because I follow. I see him every day, pretty much on my Instagram. He's a cool mm-hmm. dude. Um, yep. Um, I I was just happy. I got to meet uh Josh that we met there, uh the guy that was yeah. the kind soul that that helped us up the hill, uh, yes. uh saved us from exhaustion. Uh, he was a great dude. He's awesome to connect with. Uh, and obviously I I was in class with him, so he was great to work with in class too. Uh, I liked all the instructors. You know, the night shoot. Uh, I actually wish I would have maybe participated in the night shoot. Maybe I will next year. I hear it's going to be a little bit different. So I will. Hopefully, it gets a little more refined. I think the organization next huh? year is going to be really. I, I have high high hopes. I think it'll be a lot more refined the, of event as a whole. They were definitely adamant about getting feedback because it was uh-huh. it was already a great success. They raised a ton of money, and I'm excited yeah, to that, see that number just came out the next like one three weeks ago or something like that. Two weeks ago, yeah, they raised eighteen thousand dollars to donate to deliver fund. Uh, yeah. and that's, that's badass. Like, I feel really good about being a part of that and paying to contribute to, to all of that. Um, but God, I hate that RV. Fuck that piece of shit. I'll, I'll never do that again. It was I'm so terrible. Subaru. <laughs> next it was what? I'm driving the Subaru next time we go over there. Yeah, it, it, it will, we'll do it differently. And probably, I know we talked a lot about, you know, Airbnbs and, and other options and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll know, we know better this time, uh, to a, not take an obscenely large vehicle, do not go down to the Valley and in the dark. And, uh, I don't know. I wonder if they, maybe I'll look into this as a gear, uh, a gear acquisition. Uh, if there's like a giant satellite dish on a tripod a la jurassic park mid 90s or something that i can get like <laughs> as like a wi-fi booster to like bring wi-fi signal to the to wherever we're at that was that was He's the only steve's thing that drone. really so. steve's drone yeah we'll leave it in a constant hover over the, the antenna on it yeah yeah and, and like here bring us the wi-fi uh and then if so yeah we got through hta that was really kind of the crowning achievement of the year i think got a lot done we had a really a lot of really cool guests on this year there's a lot of people more than I could probably, I, I don't even, I'm not, I'm not even going to get into rattling off names because inevitably I'll miss somebody and they'll be like, Oh, mm-hmm. you know, I guess I wasn't a good guest. And all of our guests were pretty sweet this year. I don't think we had any major problems or issues with anyone. Uh, the, the pacing and the scheduling has gotten exhausting. I will say yeah. that <clears throat> it gets a little bit difficult. Um, 
and it, you and I have talked before, like, I think we're, we're really trying to work on that for next year. Like maybe we'll maybe more of this and less interviews, not a ton less. I don't want anybody to freak out, but like find a balance that works, you know, instead of like scouring the internet for random people that'll sit down and have an odd conversation with me. Cause that was Do an Instagram poll, more Josh, less Josh. I'll probably lose. Well, so when I, I did put a poll out there and that's one of the pieces of feedback I got that was the most like confusing, but the most like common sense at the time people were like, find more obscure people in the community to interview. And I'm like, okay. I, but it's like, do, did you have a list? Do you have anyone specific yeah. you'd like me to talk to? Thanks for that I, input. Yeah. I when I do talk to for when I'm that, looking for obscure people. Yeah. When I do talk to people that don't have a huge following, like people are like, why did you talk to him? I've literally had that message when I've, I've talked to somebody. Imagine in your a, episodes probably don't even do as good. Uh, it, you'd be surprised actually. Uh, yeah. But I have gotten like, I'll tag somebody in the episode post. Like, Hey, this episode's out. Who's who you interviewed? I've literally gotten the message. LOL. Why? <laughs> yeah. I was like, what do you mean? Why? Because it's a good discussion. There's information to be shared here. Um, which I mean, you'll never please everyone. I get that. It, that it's super fucking annoying when people like, uh, I'll remember this year, Spotify added in the commentary section. So you can like leave comments, and remarks on episodes. And I interviewed uh, Sean from cloud defensive. It was awesome. Super cool guy. Yeah. And I think he's on the men now. I think he's fully recovered. He had some issues shortly after we interviewed. And uh, I think I left the comment up. Oh, I deleted it. I don't know. So it was some Somebody left a message. This was basically a giant commercial for Cloud Defensive. <laughs> like, uh, well, I mean, I want to hear what they do and like about their successes and failures. Like why? And that's one of the things the that business owner went on the podcast and talked about his business. How dare he? Well, like, what am I going to do? Invite him on there so I can shit on his business? Yeah. Like, if they did that to everybody that came on, which why would you? Because they're one of the yeah. best in the industry. But yeah, dude, their lights are badass. And yeah. before anyone says anything about the Trichro, like it is a literally supposed to be a cheap EDC light. <laughs> if you have issues yeah. with any of the other lights, I would love to hear that. But oddly, you never hear those stories because A, they have a kick ass warranty and they stand behind their product, amazing customer service. And you can still send them any flashlight and they'll give you like $100 off on a new light. Yeah. And not like any weapon light. Like I've seen some really janky looking when they, yeah, they put them on Instagram. They'll have the barrel of like a, 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 a tote of all the flashlights. Yeah. And it's like a, awesome. like an old school late nineties Rayovac like D cell light. I kind of want them to update the owl. I would, I'd be interested to get one. I just think they were a super cool design that you don't see anymore, which maybe rightfully so. Cause everything's gotten more modern, but mm-hmm. that just their original design was so cool to me. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. No, probably not. They're just doing great with what they're already said. doing. Yeah, I just love the form, like the whole all-in-one design of it, and how it was just so st- so um, sturdy. I I'm really looking forward to their pistol light proof. Um, yeah. I, that might those might get me to let the TLR7 go if they're the same form factor of not really passing a, a G19 barrel, the same oh, compact okay, yeah. design with like quadruple <clears throat> the output. I might actually say goodbye to the TLR7 once those things come out. We'll see though. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, well, and that's one of the things I like about them. And this isn't a anyone listening, like, not paid for. We're just saying this because we generally like the company. No, we, um, <laughs> because a lot of people like are bitching too. Like, when's the pistol light coming? Like, when it's done, yeah, you're gonna rush to market. Like, do not take the SIG business model where you release a subpar oh, product that could potentially danger people or, or and then before people. it's fixed, release another yeah. thing. 
announce yeah. another new release when there's still issues. Yeah, good times. Yeah, it's it's the only reason SIG survived is because SIG has a long legacy of like performance based firearms. They was able to fall back on that and fix those issues. And then I mean shit, like last was it last week we saw Lucas sharing like a M17 that was like blown in half and like there's still problems with that, you know, with their striker fired stuff. So I would fully go into battery. I don't know how many times with military M17s I've had to tap them after sending the slide forward. Not like I'm riding it forward, like sending mm -hmm. the slide release forward and it didn't fully go into battery. Like tap. Oh my God, this thing's clean and it's doing that. Yeah, um, that's not good. And then it goes back. If you fire it like that, that's why you see a lot of the pictures of the guns frames breaking and exploding and guys saying, oh, it's the ammo. No, the thing was slightly out of battery and it went off. So half the casing exploded and blew all the plastic apart. Yeah, yeah. it's not. And it's they announced their new, this new pistol or this new, the, the MCX to spears or barrels are like off center. Oh, but they'll fix it if, if they weren't yet. Like, no, it shouldn't have been that way from the factory. But they already, the they already got the contract. They already got the contract. The ink is dry. I know, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. annoying. The, it's a meme of like, you never buy a Gen 1 SIG. <laughs> yeah, I won't. And it's my been dad, like for a few years. And the 365 had issues. And, yeah, my uh, dad yeah. wants one. He wants either. A, he's like, I, I showed him the picture. I go, that's the 320 you want. And he's like, oh, I thought I wanted the 365. I go, no, your hands are bigger than mine. You do not want a 365. You would not you be able to hold that not. thing. There's, no. I mean, he get like the the macro or the XL, and it would still, I feel like, be. So, they're so they're so thin by design, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you have big hands, it's it's not it. I would it's never. Say, I don't. I wouldn't even call that safe. I honestly. wouldn't. Well, because you do. It's a finger in the finger guard. It could go off. I don't. Yeah, I don't like it because they don't have a internal safety mechanism. Like like, oh, it's striker fired, so it's drop safe. Except that wasn't even fucking true. Are you talking about so, the trigger? Like like yeah, it doesn't have like or something, a, right. Yeah, in trigger safety, like, because that's what old Glock doesn't. Well, Glock's actually drop safe, and they have the trigger safety built in. SIG has a metal trigger. Yeah. It is smooth face. There's no bar in it. And you can get one with a thumb safety, which I, I fucking hate thumb safeties. It's just not what I want in my firearm unless it's a 1911. And yeah. uh, no, I'm not doing that. So, yeah, I have some issues with that. And that, that business model, like, damn, I didn't think we were going to go on a SIG rant today. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. My father-in-law loves SIG. Mm -hmm. They definitely had, I feel like they had some bangers back in the 80s and 90s. And then just mm -hmm. uh, since the MCX, the MCX definitely shook the market up and was like, ooh, this is like a cool, a, a futuristic gun that isn't stupid. Um, And then just the more recent stuff hasn't really excited me that much. Yeah. I, I still look at what they're putting out, but I don't own anything SIG. No, it's actually I, I, I did just buy that dot from Mr. Guns and Gears story because it was $70. Oh, the MSR. Yeah. I mean, a cheap red dot yeah. is a cheap red dot. Like it I, comes with a uh, absolute mount, which why, why did they do that? But it's an aim point footprint. Right. So I have my old crossfire mount from my top oh, red dot. Yeah. So I'm just going to put that on it and make it lower third. And that's going to go on my home defense upper. There you go. Boom. That's fine. Sub, yeah. sub hundred dollar. Hopefully it holds zero. I'll shoot it. And check zero a couple times. It should be Hopefully fine. Hopefully, it holds zero. Yeah, I feel like if you have to say that red dot, not normally if like hollow sun level where you get the sigs mm -hmm. and the vortex, like that little bit more expensive. Obviously, not talking cheap Amazon red dots, but like hundred dollars and up ish, hundred to two hundred. They'll hold zero if you don't take them on and off. Once you get it mounted, mm -hmm. leave it on. Because then, if you're a lot of guys saying like, does it hold zero? What that actually means is, if I take it off and put it back on, will it still hit in the same spot? 
which hate to break it to you, even an aim point or an EOTech might not exactly be perfect. Yeah. Freaking that's more, ACOGs. Everything that's in military more, guys are always, oh, you took it off free zero because it's, you don't have a slight yeah. shift. That's to but me, cheaper more, knots will have pretty significant shift. They can to be me, like, it's more not a, on paper anymore. A question of like your mount. Like, I think if you're, if you want to take it off and put it back on, that to me is your mount. That's no, 100%. Holding zero is, is like under recoil and general use yeah. doesn't hold zero. The yeah. barrel and hatchet guys talked about that with the vortex crossfires or the hollow suns, like a lot of the cheaper dots suffer with the mounting system. So that reptilian mount that you got from me is, a, I mean, that mount costs more than the dot. You're mm-hmm. probably going to have good luck with that thing. Cause it's beautifully machined and awesome. I mean, I have a um, American defense one that's lower one third. That was one of the first things yeah. I wanted to get rid of. I just did not like the mount that vortex. I mean, sorry, vortex, but I like the way it looks, yeah. but that's a single screw. Like it's nothing crazy. Not the most robust. Yeah, the first okay. crossfire I did have, I had it on for like a year and checked zero a few times throughout the year, and it always—I never took it on and off, so it, it held zero the whole time. Yeah, it's on your brother's rifle now, isn't it, or one of them? No, I sold the original crossfire that I first bought yeah. um, back in Washington. Sold it on Facebook Marketplace as an airsoft optic because oh, when boy. I put it on as a red dot, it got taken off of Facebook because they didn't like that it was a gun attachment. Yeah, it's a big no-no. He broke I've, the rules. I've, I've owned like four, four of them now, and I currently have one of the four that I've owned. They're great. It's the first thing I recommend to people. <laughs> it's the only re- Vortex red dot that I like. A lot of their other red dots have the weird refresh rate issues where it looks mm-hmm. like it's flickering once you move it yeah, around. I don't, the crossfire I don't like, doesn't have that. I don't like the spark. I don't like the... Uh, yeah, I have I the like strike fire. Uh, it's like okay. That bigger aim point one. It's just not not as nice. The glass is kind of... Yeah. Eh. The dot's it's kind no, of... It's the refresh rate sucks on my dad's gun right now so it's also yeah. on the block for like it zeros and you can shoot accurately mm-hmm. with it it does the red dot thing but it's not once i had an aimpoint pro i was like there's an obvious quality difference here well, yeah i mean obviously it's like three times the amount of money so yeah it, more than that honest yeah so um i love that optic too trying to think what else uh i mean we we gained some really cool partnerships this year obviously you know you guys have been listening uh working with hrt Working yes. with custom night vision, uh, 100 concepts. We we lost a couple partners along the way. Uh, that's just kind of how it goes, I guess. How it goes. Um, I I feel like that you know that's just uh, it's just one of those things. You know, I I, I do think it's really cool. We've been fortunate uh, this year to really cement some awesome relationships and be able to like bring knowledge of those companies to the audience. Uh, and and even with the the relationships that we no longer have, I would say of all the companies that I've worked with since we started doing this and everything, uh, there's only one that I would really have anything negative to say about. And it's not even a bad product; it's mostly just, you know, uh, bad business practice uh, and things like that. But uh, it's something that you know, and we've talked about this before. I don't think not necessarily on the record, but. Uh, partnering with companies that are doing the right things you know I mean like you want to hang out with like good people that are going to make you better and do good things with you it's the same in business uh i wouldn't for any any amount of money go you know sh- like you'll never see this podcast shilling for olight <laughs> i think we talked about that on, a, on a, a live feed recently <laughs> yeah your last live i was talking about my old that was my first uh mall ninja purchase was an Olight yeah, there's, and there's battle worn Sarah coated handguard that weighed like three ounces and would have I don't know cracked and broken probably 
Uh, yeah, there's Steve a certain amount of ways. We will not ever uh, support, you know, there's certain, like I've gotten messages from a couple of companies and like, oh, we buy this product and, you know, and promote us or we'd love to work with you and stuff. And like, uh, yeah, you know, there's just certain things. Like I'm, if I was just out there to try and make money, there's definitely some offers I probably could have grabbed. Uh, at the end of the day, like it, it gets really annoying. And I get those questions a lot from people. Uh, is like, oh, why don't you work with this company or why don't you, you know, do this? Or, or my favorite questions are like, oh, what's your setup like? And I think a lot of people assume that it's really easy to get this started. Um, it's easy now for me to keep it running. Like now that I figured it out over almost over three and a half years, uh, it is not easy to get started. Uh, it's crazy that this is like now the third one of these that I've done, like the third year end video, uh, year end discussion. Yeah. Yeah to no fourth actually because i think it, i don't know if i did want the end of 2020 or not this might be my fourth one of these three years goes by crazy fast man dude my yeah wife and I three year anniversary uh after thanksgiving i was like what it's yep. crazy we are coming after up on it feels like forever once you sign up as a private getting hazed every day but <laughs> three years is like nothing dude it's crazy uh we'll be hitting six years uh this wow. coming yeah and that shit every year comes by i'm like i can't believe that that's already been yeah you know that long um, i guess that means it's going good because you're not like counting down like, oh, until the end of my life <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no it means you're uh, enjoying right everything's going good and mm-hmm. healthy if you're like oh wow six years yeah i think this year has been i don't know it's been a lot of ups and downs in a lot of different ways like there's been a lot of growth. There's been a lot of really cool stuff that's happened. Um, you know, there was definitely points in the year for me, both personally and I'll say with the pod and stuff where I was like, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of, there were definitely moments of uncertainty where I was just like, man, I don't know if this makes sense and if I'm doing the right things. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think coming through it all, I think that's something that maybe more, that more people probably need to look at and just go, Hey, it's going to be okay and just find a way to work through it. You know, don't, don't fucking quit. Don't go, you know, drastically change your lifestyle for, I mean, for whatever happens, you know, whether it's like your three year relationship ends and you don't know how to function because you're single for the first time since COVID, uh, or, you know, you have, you find yourself in a position of financial hardship and, you know, I pray that nobody is actually dealing with any of those things, like just to be clear. Um, but if you are find a way to work through it and persevere, um, I think that's, that's like my biggest takeaway throughout this year was, mm-hmm. uh, in moments of doubt was to try and find like that silver lining and hold on to that. Uh, or, I mean, more specifically, I guess what this podcast was just, it seems like what we're doing here works people like it and just hold to that you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's it's kind of an identity thing at this point uh and i like it you know i get way more positive feedback than i do negative which was not always the case um but it's cool because you, you know when you start hearing that from like i don't want to use the phrase legit dudes because that doesn't what does that even mean anymore legit dudes right. from some people are like some fucking weirdos uh but you know, from guys who've been on, who've been guests, uh, who I've now have, you know, friendships with, uh, who've done some very interesting things in life. 
and beat in some very interesting circumstances. You know, when you hear those kinds of supportive comments and things, then I feel like, okay, the follower counts and stuff, that's it's just a number, uh, which mm-hmm. is still like, trending in the right direction. I'm going to be, and that's, <laughs> we actually, <laughs> we looking at the, the wrapped stuff from like Spotify and everything, we still had like a triple digit increase in, in some pretty awesome categories. Uh, so it, it's been a good year overall. It just, it's never as rosy as it looks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm trying to think goals for next year. I don't know. I don't know that I have like a goal yet. More of the same, you know, hit a new yeah. home. I was just going to say more. I'm excited yeah. for OTG's class. I'm excited for HTA. Um, that's probably all of the, the training classes I'll be able to fit in with mm-hmm. the National Guard um, in one year. But, but you're not, you're not excited that, for, you're not excited for training weekends with the guard. No, <laughs> I, I'm excited to actually meet my unit finally. Cause when I uh, arrived um, at the beginning of the year, they were all deployed. So I've, I've been on the rear, the rear detachment all year. So starting in February, we're going to actually have like a year training calendar because all, all I did this year was pull gate guard in Grayling for two weeks. So that wasn't a good time. Hopefully have, hopefully have some live fires this year so that's gonna be i haven't done a military live fire in like almost three years it's crazy damn so yeah just don't get shot in the ass if i had to give you any piece of advice yeah i'm gonna be putting my level four plates in with these motherfuckers where were they uh, deployed to uh syria i think uh, it's common knowledge i think i'm allowed to talk about it yeah. they're all back now so and everybody we can US we deployed consider somewhere. that like an active war zone that's, yeah it's a combat uh, zone technically yeah. oh, okay they were going on patrols they all got their combat infantry badge because there was some stuff that happened so damn get to meet them when i come back i met some of them uh in november because unfortunately we had one of our soldiers pass away um so we had a little memorial service and I got to meet, I got to see, I didn't really get a chance to talk. It wasn't really the time and place to go, Hey, I'm Josh. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I got to see the unit and the, the leadership that I hadn't met yet. So that, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, be one of the new NCOs and get started on that again. So do you have, uh, what about takeaways for you from like this year doing like, cause you came in and yeah, April is what we said. <clears throat> what do you, any thoughts, takeaways? Oh, with the, the the podcast? Yeah, man. Dude, I'm just happy that you brought me in to this thing that you've built and how many hours of, I'm sure, blood, sweat, and tears that you've put into this in in the years that you've been doing it. Um, I'm just happy to be here, man. Not, not a lot of blood. I don't know if I got a paper cut or not. Definitely. Say at ADA, you, you, I don't know. <laughs> I shit, I shit blood from the stress. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but, from the, the stress um, of dealing with the RV. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no, it's it's cool. Uh, it's weird now. Like, phone call we had when you brought me on, and you were in pretty, you were in kind of a low spot. Like you were talking about, where it was just like, I don't know if this is the right thing. And yeah. obviously, like you said, people are people are enjoying it, and mm-hmm. you've you're doing the right thing. You saw the Spotify numbers this year. Um, I'm just That's super what, honored that you brought me on to. It's the tough part throughout the year like, to keep the eye on, you know, keep your eye on like the long distance prize. Like, cause I, I'll, I'll hit those low points to see everything that's right in front of you instead of seeing the whole picture. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's like a men- a mental thing, a mentality thing is like you got to like always be aspiring to that next greater moment. Yeah. It's tough. Like cuz I'm super critical about some really about I mean, some of it's important, a lot of it's dumb shit and I get yeah. <laughs> super critical about it. Uh but it's yeah man, it's been cool, you know. I think that I was gen I, w- I will say this, I was generally genuinely not sure like when I was like, "Hey, Josh seems." So cool. I don't know about this motherfucker. Yeah, pretty much. I was like, uh, "Yeah, you're like the least weird out of all those guys." So, like, you know, uh, no, I mean, we got along. We had some pretty cool discussions and stuff. I was like, "We could probably do this," and <clears throat> it's worked out pretty well. So, uh, it's been it's been cool. You know, uh, it hasn't been like a full year yet, but uh, it's pr- been most of a year. Um, people yeah. seem to not hate having you on, so that's a plus, right? People like you, or, or you that's know. Cool. Yeah, they don't hate you. So count that as a win, right? Yeah. We'll count One of my goals win. for this year will be more community with the group because we talked about the community-focused meetups that we yeah. did. I want to see more of that too. Love training, love going to the range, obviously, but um, especially because 2024 is probably going to get weird at times. I, I can feel yeah. it. I hope I'm the, wrong. But. With the election coming at the end of the, the year and everything, <sighs> Yeah, I think that June onward is going to get real spicy as the campaign uh calendar you know really ramps up and stuff yeah um and maybe that's something you guys will hear some more content on maybe i mean obviously we'll we'll talk about predictions and stuff like that but um i hope that's i hope it's not like a realistic thing that we that anybody encounters i know that those protests and shit in 2020 were like uh we've had people on that had to deal with that um mm-hmm we, you know, when you were in active duty, you had questions on if you were going to be involved just because you were yeah. geographically where you were at. Uh, Dylan, who who was one of the coordinators for the HTA Range Day event, he was in a class out of state and had to drive through one of those protests. Um, you know, having had, I mean, yep, you're several hours away from home. You have to go. Uh, got to get happened, out. Yeah, and you just happen to have a trunk full of tactical gear and ammo. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, well, luckily nothing happened. You know what I mean? Like he was able to get out of there without, you know, uh, without doing anything, but that, you know, which should be the goal. Yes. You should not want to, uh, you shouldn't, that should be the extent of the story is I was afraid that something might happen, but it didn't. Yeah. Story. Um, if you're one of those people seeking that, uh, I wish you well, because your life is probably not long for this world. If you are actively looking to go get into that kind of a situation, um, but no, 2024, I think, will be very interesting here in the United States. Uh, man, it, I, I hope it's not that interesting. <laughs> I, I really do hope it's another boring year. I hope it's a boring year, and I hope I can watch my kids grow up. And yeah, yeah, and afford to do nice... it when the economy straightens up. and yeah. <laughs> we can afford- Hopefully ammo prices don't oh. jump like people are talking about. I, they're, they're dropping right now. 5.56 is mm-hmm. almost back to where it was before all the stuff happened in october yeah. so well we'll see i mean with with this anticipation of what might happen we may see prices stay where they're at or even continue to go down i was told by a few people um there wasn't enough demand for ammo people the people panic bought so much uh in yeah. 2020 and everything that and they weren't a lot they just weren't shooting and stuff and they weren't replenishing ammo and all that you know crap and everything uh factories were only running three days a week in some in some instances and then we got the government stepping in and shutting some shit down we'll see uh you know hopefully yeah hopefully it stays at the affordable price that it's at now uh because 
yeah, that's that's important. But yeah, um, yeah, it's been a cool year. Uh, you know, we had so much stuff that happened. I know we kind of just spent the last hour and a half talking about it, but you know, getting together and training, and building a, a like an actual training group was probably the highlight. The trip was really yeah. cool. Um, I could yeah. confidently say, personally, in my life right now is the best time of my life so far good yeah i mean it's all around with family watching kids grow up meeting a bunch i was just talking to my father-in-law about it actually like yes how i was doing moving away and all that Mm -hmm. um i lived in washington with them it's where my wife is from when i was stationed there and it's like the training hasn't stopped i met pretty much right away met a group of like-minded guys that we get after it out here so See, I, I just wish... wanted to sustain the training and build, continue to build the community. I, I wish I was able to say the same. I, I would say that still the group training aspect of this is probably the highlight of yeah. like my day to day and stuff, you know, and family wise, not, not, not the greatest, but uh, that's life. It's never going to be completely rosy. Uh, it's okay hopefully... to say that too. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not necessarily a dig. It might be. Someone might take it that way. I don't know, but it's, uh, it's, I feel like the older you get, everything's, everything's constantly in flux, everything, your professional Mm -hmm. life, your personal life, you know, so, uh, and that's something that I've really had to deal with this year. Um, necessarily deal with in a negative way, but I've really experienced it. Some like the highs and like some stuff got really good. And then all of a sudden got real bad again. Uh, relationships got really good and bad and good again. It's it's one of those things that feels like the older I get, it's a constant state of flux. It's never going to be like, I mean, hopefully it is, but I, I just don't feel like it's ever going to be a consistent thing. So, um, yeah. you know, more, I guess, put that on the list of goals for 2024, you know, for yeah. to a concerted effort to make that better. But um, it, it, it's been a cool year, you know, there's been so much. Uh, and I think that, we'll be able to start showing a lot more of what's come out of this year in the beginning of this next year as we do more video, we do more content, uh, we do just more, right? You know, so much of this year was just, this is going to sound gay as fuck, but you know, getting to know each other, we are still in our dating phase, uh, and <laughs> really starting to develop some of the things that we're doing here. So, uh, I think the next few months will be really cool. And I think next year will probably be one of our biggest years if not our biggest year yet i uh, will be able to offer a lot more in terms of what we what we bring to the audience um I'm, I'm really looking forward to it man so we get you know a little bit uh into some weeds there and uh it's it's really weird trying to recall everything that happened over the last 12 months and try to like you know fit 12 months of life into uh, an hour and a half discussion and do it in a way where you don't like, you know, you don't like name names or whatever. There's some things where, believe me, I would love for us to be able to like tell you guys the whole story. And some of you guys listening to this have been part of those stories. So uh, you probably know, but you know, there were no, no, no year ever has its, you know, uh, ups without having its downs. And uh, this was probably the most eventful year for the podcast in terms of, you know, development outside of recording. 
uh, the last two years here, we've been incredibly fortunate to have some amazing guests. And I should say, you know, all of our guests honestly have been fantastic and we continue to have steady growth. And it sounds like we're, we're doing the things that, uh, are, are helping you guys. You know, I've, I've had a lot more messages probably in the last six months or a year of people, uh, telling me, you know, Hey, thank you. I appreciate this. This is good information or getting comments, right. Either on YouTube uh, or, or Instagram or even, you know, emails and direct messages. Like, I really like this episode. I learned a ton about this. And those are the kinds of things that, you know, we really like to hear. Uh, I would actually welcome some criticism or even just input on, hey, what about this guest? Have you thought about bringing them on? Or this guy is, or this lady, you know, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's, it's difficult sometimes, you know, to uh, keep track of, uh, you know, all the people in the community, some people are amazing and they have so much information and knowledge to share and they don't have a huge following. So we try not to make that like our, our only, uh, metric when we, when we look at who we should reach out to, uh, who to talk to, because in the end of the day, that's, sh- that shit really doesn't fucking matter. There's some outstanding people like, uh, like, like Dutch Moyer. He was on the pod. He doesn't have a huge social media following. He even, he was pretty vocal about hating social media. And, you know, the work that goes into it. And I agree, it's it's a lot, but it's kind of the game you have to play because of how social media and uh, what information gets shared and what doesn't. So, you know, I would love if you guys know of people, you know, that that should they have a good message and they should be uh, heard. Right. I mean, that's kind of the cool part is so many like amazing individuals who, who don't have that weird sort of internet fame that, that some other people get and everything, being able to interact with them and meet those people. It's really cool. Um, it's, it's an, a great opportunity to expand our network and to do more. You know, we've developed a relationship uh, with Orion Training Group, and now Orion's coming up here to Michigan in May to host a class. We've never had, uh, you know, a company like that in the state that I'm aware of that's going to come in and teach a dedicated CQB class to just civilians. I could be wrong, and if someone tells me I'm wrong and can show me where, I would be delighted to know that I'm wrong, that that kind of thing is offered from a reputable training company with transparency. Um, That's not been my experience thus far. I know there's one training facility several hours north of us that does offer some of that. I don't know specifics on it. Um, Again, I would love to hear that I'm wrong. Um, But it's been an outstanding year, a lot of progress on the training side, on the community building side, uh, you know, we want to, and there's more things we want to do. There's more projects. There's more things like we'd love to host our own range day. That was something that was mentioned to to us by somebody who actually is on staff at a range. Hopefully we can do something like that this year to benefit an awesome cause. We want to go back to HTA. Um, and we hope to continue all of our great relationships with the companies in the community that we've, you know, been fortunate to partner with. Um, you know, we, we lost some of those connections and some of those relationships. That's how, unfortunately, the business side of this works. Um, I can tell you that over the past the, the past year, uh, there were two decisions made to not support this podcast. And I will tell you that neither of those to- choices were were our choice. That was something that was brought to us in, in various forms, and they didn't have the faith to work with us. And, uh, you know, we got a couple more of those throughout the year, too, as we were just trying to grow and trying to expand our reach. And, uh, you know, I, I try to be very faithful and look to God for a lot of guidance in those times because it's, it's a bit of a gut punch when that stuff happens. And, you know, it all works out for the better. We have tremendous partners with Custom Night Vision and HRT 
100 Concepts, Ben Franklin Range. You know, I hope you guys check those companies out and support them. They all do different things in the space, and they are all incredible presences in our industry. The work that 100 Concepts is doing is unparalleled, in my opinion, with the impact they're able to have with what they make and offer at such a low price point, and they're driven by the end user experience. HRT, making, you know, nylon gear that's built off of feedback from law enforcement. We just had Chris on a couple weeks ago hearing about how they go about their business and and custom night vision, right? Doing amazing things, transparency above all else, competitive and affordable pricing. You know, it's because uh, that's, and I try not to use price as a selling point, but goddamn, you know, night vision is expensive. So if you know you're going to a great company that offers you a great product with awesome service, and on top of that, they're doing their best to keep prices at a point where they're going to save you money, that's awesome. I'm so, so fucking happy that we get to work with all those people and that I get to recommend them to my friends, the people that, that trust me enough uh, for a recommendation on where they should go for those things. And not that's to say nothing of Ben Franklin range, you know, <clears throat> we were at that facility. It's outstanding. And until you've been there, you just won't get it, man. Like you're out in like the middle of the Pennsylvania wilderness is what it feels like. And it's like this hidden gem just in the middle of almost nowhere. And it's got all the fun stuff, right? It's got all the ranges and the facilities. And we had an outstanding time on that trip. I really, I really cannot wait to go back. Um, and I feel like they're, I've heard they're doing more <clears throat> next year and actually expanding that event. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. It should be a really, really good time. Um, this year has been outstanding. We've, you know, made a lot of changes here. We cut some people out. We brought some people in, um, you know, we kind of burned a couple bridges where they needed to be burned. Cause you know, sometimes you just meet people you don't want to be associated with. And that, you know, I, I, I've, my dad used to tell me growing up, <clears throat> you know, nobody has, nobody has so many friends. They couldn't use just one more. And I, I really try to live by that. And I try to be amicable with everybody. And then sometimes as an adult, I've found that you find you find yourself uh, in the company of some truly outrageous people, and there's absolutely no reason to be associated with them. And that may not always be the popular opinion. And I encourage all of you to look at life in a similar lens. <clears throat> there's a lot of people in this community that will put up a great facade, and they're, they're just not. They're just not that. Um, I had to learn that the hard way. And, uh, you know, reputations get damaged very easily. And in this life, all you have to go on is your word and your name. And I take that very, very seriously. And that's why I, I try to be very selective on who I bring on my podcast as guests and more specifically who I associate with and what kind of businesses we work with here. And I'd be happy to share more intimate details of that with people who really want to know. Um, but I will say that that's, that's something that we've really really come to terms with here in the past year. And as we grow, that'll be something that really, you know, uh, that our compass is very sensitive to is I guess the way I'll put that. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. I hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast and I hope you continue to, if you aren't following us, please hit that subscribe button. You know, uh, every little bit of, uh, just support, you know, it doesn't have to be monetary, but you can follow us on Instagram. You can, you know, subscribe to us on the different podcast platforms. Go find our stuff on YouTube. Give us some likes, give us a subscribe there. Those numbers are how we drive our business and how we make a little bit of money off of this effort to turn into things like new microphones. If you guys, if this, if this recording sounds a little bit different, because I moved off of the crappy, uh, Amazon brand, 
that's not an Amazon brand. It's a fee fine um, microphones that I've been using since I started and moved up to some Audio Technica stuff. Uh, and there's more coming with that. There's more. There's more purchases and stuff that we want to be able to make to bring you know content to you guys in a better and different fashion. Uh, you know, we're a small operation. This isn't a day job for any of us. It's not something we make a ton of money off of. Nor do we really want to make a ton of money off of it. I feel like when you start bringing money in, it it starts to cloud things and you make judgments and you make decisions in a much different way. We want to bring you guys the best uh, with money as a secondary thought. So. Uh, the little bit we make off of this comes back in in the support here, whether it's from Patreon or you know if you're buying us a, buying a shirt or a hoodie off our Spreadshirt site, uh, you know, or just hitting subscribe, hitting like. That stuff goes so much further than you guys even know, and we cannot even say enough how much we appreciate it. Uh, every every bit of that helps us grow, and those numbers are what you know. Unfortunately, it, what it's what drives a lot of these things. So if you have a minute. If you can take a moment here and hit pause, hit the subscribe button uh, on whatever platform with Spotify or Apple or whatever. Um, if you can go follow us on YouTube, that stuff makes a way bigger difference to us. You know, Josh and I, you know, geek out every time we get, you know, a new handful of emails that say we have new subscribers and comments and things. And we're really, really going into next year. We're really going to push to try and do more videos. Um, it's going to be a huge thing for us, uh, but we want to make sure we were in a good spot where we had things to say, we had information to share, we had gear to talk about. We don't want to make another one of these awkward videos with a you know microphone taped to a suppressor and uh, talk about our rifle builds awkwardly wearing sunglasses when it's dark out and shit. Like we want to you know, we want to make sure we're bringing you guys informative content and share our experiences and our decisions and logic and things like that with you, why we built stuff out, why we bought this, so that you guys can make informed purchases and decisions and you can learn some stuff, hopefully, or at the very least, you find it, you know, entertaining, try to do it our own way, uh, the, the only way we know how. So uh, I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Uh, this is the last one, you know, 2023 is officially in the books, and I appreciate you guys hanging out and checking it out. But uh signing off for the very last time this year. You guys get out there, be safe, and like we always say here, work hard, train smarter, and be prepared. <laughs>